Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Waynedale Golden Bears High School Football. We're about 30 minutes away from tonight's kickoff, and it's time for the PNC Bank pregame show, a comprehensive look at tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears game. Brought to you by PNC Bank. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Hillsdale High School Community Stadium here near Jeromesville, Ohio. I'm Dave Mitchell along with Tim Ebert, and tonight we have got high school football action for you on UltimateSportsTalk.com. The Waynedale Golden Bears on the road for the third time in the first four weeks of this high school season, 0-3 on the year, taking on the Hillsdale Falcons, who are 3-0 and on the season. This being the first conference game for both squads. The non-conference season is over. The Bears did not do a very good job. Hillsdale did an excellent job. They're 3-0 and for the second year in a row heading into conference play. The Bears come into tonight's ball game losers last Friday night over Triway in their first home game of the year, 42-17. Logan Stanley had a pair of rushing touchdowns last week. The Bears at one time drew within seven points but couldn't get it over the top. And like the start of a new season, Tim, this is the opening night of the conference season, so the Bears, really you can just chuck out the window the 0-3 start if you can go 7-0 and throughout the rest of the conference season. You've got yourselves a pretty good season. Dave, you would hope over the first three weeks the young Bears would have uh, learned a lot. And hopefully we can put that into play as we start uh, conference play this evening. Uh, the records go out the window. Everybody's 0-0. And uh, we got a, a fresh beginning starting this evening. Well, heading into this game, Waynedale has lost three of the last five against the Falcons. The Falcons come into tonight off of a victory, obviously. They beat Loudonville 20-14 to last week. They're now 3-0, and as I said, for the second year in a row. They're the favorite to win the conference this year, alongside with Smithville and Northwestern, who are playing tonight. We'll get into that game more just a little bit in our PNC Bank pregame show. That was their first win in Loudonville since 2010, that victory last week. After three games, Hillsdale has just been dominant, Tim. I mean, they've got a scoring average of 93 against 27, a scoring advantage, and they're a veteran team. They're almost like the Bears were a year ago. Yeah, Dave, they return 15 starters on on their team, along with 23 lettermen. That's a a lot of experience and uh, something the Bears don't have. Um, They're led by a very strong defense. They only gave up 27 points in the first three games. Uh, That should be proving to be quite a challenge for the Bears tonight. And two characteristics of a Tom Williams coach team in his 14th year. They are very physical, and they play very sound fundamental football. So we can expect that out of the Falcons tonight. Absolutely. You, uh, You know they're going to come at you. Um, it'll be interesting to see if the Bears can match them physically tonight. Last year on September 11th in the game, it was Waynedale defeating Hillsdale 41-20. to The Bears won over the Falcons in week five of the regular season. This is week four. They were rebounding from a big defeat at Norway in the week before. Two years ago in Jeromesville, Waynedale lost in a hard-fought game right here, 13-7. to But Waynedale overall leads the series 39-7. to But over the last few years, Hillsdale's dominated. Yeah, they, they really have taken it to us the last uh, two or three years. So we're going to take a look at what's happening around high school football action tonight, especially in the conference, the Wayne County Athletic League, as it gets underway. And we'll take a look at the standings and talk with head coach Matt Zirker when our PNC Bank pregame show continues right after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. 
know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. PNC Bank. Well, a couple of things as we get ready for tonight's ball game. We're about 24 minutes away from the kickoff of the game. The Bears are going to be playing without one of their defensive backs. We found out just before the game, Cedric Chupp. Chupp is out due to a concussion that he suffered in the junior varsity game on Saturday. Jared Varner, who was sick last week, he's back in action for the Bears tonight. Cole Geyser is playing with that cast on his hand due to the broken finger and dislocated. And Ty Straits, he seems to be a little bit better this week as we talked with Matt Zerker before tonight's game, and he said that Ty seems to be a little bit better due to that turf toe, so he will be back and playing on both sides of the football here tonight. Tim, your Waynedale golf team last night came up with a big victory over Chippewa by 17 strokes. Yeah, we, uh, we've had a lot of golf here in the last week. Uh, we played Monday, we played Tuesday and Thursday, uh, a lot of hard matches, and uh, we, we uh, put together a nice round yesterday over at Chippewa and were able to defeat Dolestown. In volleyball action last night, Waynedale defeated Hillsdale 3-zip. The Lady Bears are now 4-1 and in the Wayne County Athletic League. They're a game behind Dalton. They're 8-4 and overall. want to let everybody know that we are going to be doing a volleyball match. At least we'll be attempting to do it on October the 13th. Dave Williams and I will be broadcasting that game. It's a Thursday night from over at Northwestern. We'll be doing the Waynedale Northwestern girls volleyball game on October 13th. Tomorrow around Waynedale and girls soccer, Hillsdale is playing at Waynedale. That's at 1 o'clock in volleyball action. The Lady Bears will be at Norwayne at 2.30. And in cross-country action, it will be Waynedale, Dalton, Norwayne, Tuslaw, Worcester. And they will all be participating in the Boardman Invitational. That will be begin at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. In college football action tomorrow at 2 p.m. locally, it's the College of Worcester entertaining DePauw. Findlay will be at number 5 Ashland. That will be at 7 o'clock tomorrow night over in Ashland. And Ohio State is taking on Oklahoma in Norman tomorrow night at 7.30. The Buckeyes are ranked third in the country heading into that game tomorrow night. Should be a very entertaining contest tomorrow night from Norman, Oklahoma. Well, last week around the Wayne County Athletic League, taking a look at the final week of non-conference action, Norway defeated Firestone 32-8. It was Chippewa edging Tusla 17-14. Northwestern over Columbia 22-7. Smithville beat Fairless 35-14. Dalton over Clearview 35-14, that same score. Hillsdale beat Loudonville 20-14, heading into tonight's game against the Bears. Mapleton upset Rittman 34-26. In the pack, Northwest Hammer to Orville last week, 45-19. In the OCC, Steubenville beat West Holmes 41-7. Worcester over Mount Vernon, 44-8. to 
It was Madison beating Toledo St. Francis, 46-41. Mansfield Senior beat up on Toledo St. John, 69-44. Norwalk edged Lexington, 9-7. Shelby over Clear Fork, 41-18. And Ashland defeated Tiffin Columbian, 38-21. Your unbeaten teams in the Wayne County Athletic League heading into tonight. Chippewa, Hillsdale, Smithville, and Northwestern. Rittman, Norway, and Dalton are each 2-1. and And Waynedale is at the bottom at 0-3. In the OCC, you've got Worcester at 3-0, and and then Clear Fork, Mansfield Senior, and Madison at 2-1. and Lexington and Ashland are 1-2, and and West Holmes is at 0-3. And, and over in the pack, Triway, after their win over the Bears last week, 3-0, and they lead the pack. Tusky Valley 2-1, and and then comes Orville at 1-2. and Everyone else in the pack, Indian Valley, Tusla, Manchester, CBCA, and Fairless are winless. Tonight around the Wayne County Athletic League, a big one. Besides this one, Smithville at Northwestern. Well, I'll tell you, Toot has been playing excellent football for Northwestern. Smithville is scoring and scoring big. That one should be a very entertaining game from over at West Salem. Absolutely. Uh, one team is going to get an edge up early in the league standings, and uh, the rest of them are going to have to play catch up. That one should be interesting. The Bears, they're going to be taking on Chippewa next week, and the Chips are at Norway. Last year at this time, Tim, the Bears went into Norway with an opportunity to get off on the right foot in the Wayne County Athletic League. They were up by 18 and a half times, stubbed their toe against North against Norway. That really set up the Bobcats to run through the league and win the conference. So if you can win on that opening night, you get yourself off on the right foot, you don't put yourself behind the eight ball. No, like we said at the beginning of the night, Dave, those first three games uh, you can just chalk up to learning, and uh, it's anybody's ball game starting tonight. And Dalton will be playing at Ripman this evening. Now, out of the pack, Triway is at Manchester, and Tuslaw will be at Orville. In the OCC, West Holmes goes to Ashland. Worcester will be at Madison. Lexington is at Clearport. Mansfield Senior will be at Delaware Hayes. And in independent action, Loudonville is playing at Sandusky St. Mary's. Hillsdale's 3-0 and on the year. They are 1-0 and at home. And they are one, uh, two and zero on the road. They're out of Division Six, Region 19. Tom Williams in his 14th year, 85 wins against 55 defeats. Last year the Falcons were four and six. And as we talked about earlier in the pregame show, this is a very veteran group, especially at quarterback. They have got Trey Williams returning at quarterback, the left-hander. He's a six-one, 185-pound junior, number two. This will be his second year start for his father Tom. He's 26 of 49 in the passing department for 365 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. Those stats are almost identical to what Derek Reber has done this year, with the exception of Reber doesn't have any touchdown passes or interceptions. Well, Trey Williams certainly has the experience. It's uh, always a uh, comforting feeling having somebody under center that has been there, and he certainly has, and uh, um, he's led the, the, the Falcons to a 3-0 and start. Last year, he was 110 of 192, passing for just over 1,100 yards, 12 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Now, this is a big, big offensive line for Hillsdale. Their offensive line averages 241 pounds, and they are not all seniors. As a matter of fact, they start just one senior on the offensive line. That's Ryan Markley at center. He's a six foot, 260-pound center for the Falcons. So, again, when you come to Hillsdale and a Tom Williams team, you've got a big offensive line, 
they're physical. The Bears have got to be able to punch back here tonight. Yeah, they do. And uh, the thing that makes Hillsdale even more difficult, Dave, is they can pass it and they can run it. Um, so the Bears are going to have their hands full, um, led by that big offensive line they're going to have to deal with all night. And another problem that the Bears will have is they also return the running backs this year. Craig Klein and Ethan Elliott, who combined for over 1,000 yards rushing last year, and they've got over 330 yards rushing this year. You know Hillsdale is going to come right at you. They're like a Woody Hayes coach team. They're going to dare you to stop the run, and when you stop the run, then they're going to throw deep. Uh, they got the weapons, Dave, and uh, it'll be a real big test for our defense tonight to try to keep us in the ball game. And on defense, Hillsdale has got starters back at every position except for tackle. Gunnar Richter at 6'1", 180 pounds, a senior. He had 69 tackles a year ago. He and Dan Garn, those two are going to be a pain in the side of the Bears all night this evening. And their ability to stop the run, Dave, has been unbelievable. Last week, uh, Loudonville ran the ball um, 33 times for just 61 yards. That's an average of 1.8 yards per carry. And uh, that does not sound good if you're Logan Stanley or any other ball carrier trying to find some room here tonight. And I remember Dan Garn from last year. The kid is a beast. He loves to go out and hit people. Garn plays inside linebacker. They moved him up to the line. They'll move him all over defensively. He's a 6'1", 200-pound senior, number 55. And the Bears are going to have to account for where he's at on the field all night long. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge, Dave. Uh, We've really struggled offensively. And uh, Hillsdale's defense has been superb over three weeks. So... Uh, that doesn't really uh, look like a good matchup for us tonight. And we haven't even talked about Ben Rogers yet, who's no. their senior 6'6". He's a defensive end. He's also the tight end. And, of course, if you remember him in basketball, another very physical player. Yeah, what can we say, Dave? They, they, they're just talented all over the board. They are, and that's why they were expected by the coaches to win the Wayne County Athletic League this year. They've won it three times in 2010, 2011, and 2014. And as we said at the top, the Bears, or I should say the Falcons, have scored 93 points this year. That's an average of 31 points a game. They've given up 27. That's an average of 9 points a game for a differential of plus 22. So the Bears are really going to have to not only try to stop them offensively, but they've got to keep them out of the backfield defense. They do, and, uh, you know, we just got to control the ball, Dave. I mean, we can't go three and out and give that uh, uh, offense of theirs um, a chance, you know. We're going to get down early. So if the Bears can come out and control the ball game, keep the ball for a while, um, you know, Maybe we got a chance to hang in there for a while. And as always happens, when you've got a winning football team, especially when the Falcons are 3-0, and you get a great crowd to your home games, and that's what's going on tonight. We're about set for football action, just about 14 minutes away from the kickoff of tonight's game. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert. We'll talk with Matt Zerker about tonight's game and preview it from the Bears' point of view right after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. No managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. Learn more at pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. PNC Bank. 
Dave Mitchell, Tim Ebert back at Community Stadium near Jeromesville, Hillsdale High School. The Bears are 0-3 on the year. This will be their third road game in the first four weeks of the regular season. That's the bad news. The good news is, hey, we've got four games out of the next six at home. Yeah, it seems like we've been on the road quite a bit. Um, the uh, the team really hasn't been able to sit into a, a rhythm as far as a home game goes. Um, Dave, on, on the positive side as well, the Bears have gotten a little bit better each week. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing uh, hopefully some improvement as we get into game four. And that's a good point. This team has absolutely improved over the first three weeks of the season, especially the play from two players, Derek Reber and Matt Zimmerly. You said it best last week, Zimmerly. They expected most a lot out of him in the second game of the year against Ridgewood. He came through. Last week, a big catch at the end of the first half to set up a field goal. He's done an excellent job defensively. We're going to have to see more of that tonight for the Bears. You know, you never want to uh, see injuries happen, but uh, I guess the blessing has been that when, when Purdy went down in that second game, Zimmerley had to step up, and he rose to the occasion and uh, at least gives the Bears another option that we can look to on offense. And Derek Reber, he just continues to grow and grow in the quarter. Position. Yeah, he did an excellent job last week with his ball handling, um, rushing over 100 yards of his own, um, and a lot of that was just him being able to read whether to hand off to Logan or to, or to keep it, and he did an excellent job of that last week. So the Bears under Matt Zerker in his 11th year, 57 wins against 51 career defeats, comes into this one with a record of 0-2 on the road. They are 0-1 at home, and like we said, this is a new season considering this is the opening game of the conference schedule. Earlier this week, I had a chance to talk with Matt Zerker about tonight's football game. Matt, as we go back and we take a look at the Triway game last week, just very briefly, I felt like there were, especially after the first three series, Matt, I felt that there were more positive plays for Waynedale than negative plays. The problem was was that the negative plays were for big gains. How did you feel about last week's game? Yeah, that's a pretty good summary. You know, the, the first three series on both sides of the ball were not uh, very good by us. Um, we didn't execute offensively. Um, we didn't get any stops defensively. We had another turnover um, that led to it, and we had a, a fake punt that was um, not executed and, um, you know, gave them a short field on that third touchdown. So um, to put ourselves in a 21-0 hole, uh, it's held out of after that. Uh, we got an interception on the next possession defensively and kind of got some positive momentum going. I thought the kids played uh, pretty well and battled pretty well for the next three quarters and really were in a tight ball game. Unfortunately, you know, when you spot a team a 21-0 lead, that's hard to dig out of that big hole. You know, the Zimmerly interception really seemed to put some life into the team. Yeah, wholeheartedly would agree with that. You know, um, not only did he get an interception, he got a pretty nice return out of it. Um, a lot of the kids got some nice blocks, which, uh, you know, helped spring him for a good return. Uh, and you kind of see the, the power of just positive energy, positive emotion, you know, because the very next play we actually score, um, only to have a cold back for holding. Now it's, you know, first and 25, uh, a situation that's pretty difficult for anybody to overcome. Um, and we were able to do that and go down and get our first touchdown and get back into the game there a little bit in the first half. So, um, again, it's with a young team that's riding those highs, riding those lows. Uh, most importantly, riding the lows and not allowing them to bottom out as bad as what we have the first three weeks. You know, this team, as young as it is, Matt, you really don't have enough depth. And when you, you lose a player like Ty Straits and then Jarrett Marner to the flu last week, and you've had some other situations that have, have happened throughout the first couple of weeks, and you've got to go deep on your bench, that's really where it shows the signs, isn't it? 
Oh, absolutely. And we have a lot of kids who've gotten thrown into the fire or getting some varsity experience that, you know, at the beginning of the year, uh, probably physically or mentally weren't ready. Um, you know, we're prepared for that, but uh, they've give them credit. Those young kids have continued to battle. Uh, they're just going to continue to get better. And, um, you know, you, you only have one choice, and that's to grow and learn from it. And uh, we've definitely seen some of those, especially sophomores, really kind of grow up. Um, over these last couple weeks and become better at it. And so just learning how to handle the, the speed of Friday night, the intensity and the, the physicality of Friday nights. And, um, you know, short term, there's a lot of painful growth taking place. Long term, obviously, a lot of positives come out of it. Matt, talk about the the growth from the first game to last week's game of Derek Reber at quarterback. Yeah, he's one of those that, you know, he's... Basically playing every snap, offense and defense as a sophomore, playing quarterback and also playing on defense. And um, each week we've thrown more, put more on his plate, you might say. So um, some more option plays, some more read plays, those sorts of things. And um, I thought he probably couldn't have started any worse the first three series. Um, wasn't able to get a completion, you know, didn't uh, throw the ball real well, maybe had a misread in the option game once or twice. Just really got off to a slow start. After that, he played outstanding, uh, made a lot of good decisions, um, threw some good footballs. Again, showed a lot of pocket awareness there right before halftime, stepping up in the pocket, finding generally down the sideline, which um, in a very short period of time there, about, about 15 seconds, were able to get us in a field goal position. Um, to get points before halftime. Andy Ford did a great job kicking again for us. Um, so Derek really has shown some improvement there, and you're seeing it in the running game too, to have over 100 yards at quarterback. Um, on the few carries as he did, uh, just better decision-making, more confidence, and I hope we continue to see that progress. Matt, this is the first game of the Wayne County Athletic League conference scheduled. Is this almost like a second opening night? Are you looking at it that way, or are you looking at it as game four? You know, for us, every year the season's kind of broken into three parts. Um, you know, the preseason games, the scrimmages, you have your non-league games, and then you have the league play. But um, especially when you get off to a rough start like we have this year, it's definitely been kind of a little bit of a reset button for us, you know, a restart button. Everybody's 0-0 zero zero going into Friday night in the league play. And so uh, we've definitely taken that approach with the guys. We've gotten back to some, you know, heavy fundamentals this week and um, looking to get better. And the kids have really responded. They've been great all year with their, their attitude and work ethic. Um, we just need to continue to take the product that we're seeing Monday through Thursday translated out on the field Friday night. You know, this Hillsdale team under Tom Williams in his 14th year, one thing about them, he really has them playing sound fundamental football every year, doesn't he? Yeah, they play, they tackle well. They're always big and physical up front, you know, so they're always going to be capable of running the ball. Um, they become even more dangerous when they can be two-dimensional and throw the football. You know, his son's the quarterback, so um, not flashy, but makes a lot of good decisions and throws a lot of accurate balls. Uh, they maybe don't have as explosive a weapon at times across the board, but the Wolf kid is very sound at wide receiver, good athlete. And then they have the big Rodgers kid who's also a great basketball player, about 6'6", 230, playing tight end with great hands. So um, definitely present a lot of problems on that side. And defensively, they make you earn it. They're not going to give up the big play. Uh, they tackle well, so um, you've got to finish drives, and you can't leave points on the board when you get opportunities. Yeah, I think you said it best. They're, they're not like Northwestern or Smithville has been in the first three games, are they, Matt? They're just sound. They, they don't do anything flashy. They just basically grind it out. Yeah, that's one of the things that gives them a lot of credit for. Their kids and obviously their staff are very gritty. They 
won a lot of close games over the last two, three years. Um, they went through a period there in the, you know, 2010, 11, 9, 12, where they were very, very good, very, very explosive. They could put 40 or 50 on you before you blinked. Um, the last couple of years, that hasn't been maybe their MO, but they've won a lot of games, 21-17, 17-14, 24-21 um, type of games. And, uh, you know, it takes a lot of mental toughness and discipline to be able to do that. All right. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Dave. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. PNC Bank. Very big game for both clubs tonight. Hillsdale 3 and 0, Waynedale 0 and 3. Tim, the keys for tonight's game for the Falcons. Well, first of all, they're at home, Dave. It's the opening night of the Wayne County League season. They're going to want to come out, take advantage of their experience, their physicality, and just take it at the Bears. Um, they got a nice balance of run and pass. Um, they're going to want to take the uh, game and any hopes that the Bears have out immediately. And as far as the Bears are concerned, they've got to be able to both stop and convert on third down situations and equal that physical play that Tim talked about of the Falcons. It's Hillsdale 3-0, and Waynedale 0-3 in the opener of the Wayne County Athletic League from Hillsdale High School. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ingrid. The kickoff is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of the PNC Bank pregame show. Brought to you by PNC Bank. For the achiever in you, PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. The game is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. They are role models and educators. Their work requires a great deal of time and energy. For very little pay. Who are these unsung heroes? Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. The simple truth about education-based athletics in Ohio is this. Without a committed team of coaches and administrators, it just wouldn't be possible. School sports, they bring out the best in all of us. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. All right, it's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts and don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. Ultimate Sports Talk now presents... Waynedale Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game is brought to you by the Spidel Funeral Home in two locations, Mount Eaton and in Brewster, Yoder Builders of Orville, the Harvest Market in Apple Creek, the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg, 
Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg, Murphy's Promotions, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, Shop Brothers Farms, Miller Custom Exteriors, Troyer Signs, Dutch Quality Stone, Deb's Den in Apple Creek, Weaver Custom Homes, Reber Milk Transport of Apple Creek, Clayzak Kitchen and Bath, and Troyer Roofing. Now let's go to the field for this Waynedale Golden Bears High School football game. Good evening and once again, everyone, and welcome back to Hillsdale High School. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert, and tonight we have got the opener of the Wayne County Athletic League football season for you on UltimateSportsTalk.com. The Hillsdale Falcons at 3-0 entertain the Waynedale Golden Bears at 0-3 after the first three non-conference games of the year. The Bears, they will receive the opening kickoff, Hillsdale. Got the coin toss, but deferred until the second half. Tim, this is going to be a battle where Hillsdale is going to want to harden the the action, but they're going to want to punch the Bears in the mouth right away and see if the Bears stand up. Well, the worst thing that you can do is to give a team that's 0-3 any hope. And so the, uh, the Hillsdale Falcons are going to want to take any hope that the Bears might have away from them as quick as possible. Um, we get the ball, Dave, here first. Uh, it'll tell a lot about our, our uh, evening tonight as see if the Bears can put some uh, first downs together and control the, the game a little bit. Well, the Bears will be going from left to right across your computer screen. Josh Vinsack, number three, a junior, 6'2", 175 pounds, will kick it off for the Falcons. Back set to return, Colton Purdy and Matt Zimmerly as we are set to get this one underway tonight. The Waynedale Golden Bears and the Hillsdale Falcons. The ball teed up at the 40. Vinzak approaches it, kicks it off with the left foot. High end over and kick. Then it will be taken by Zimmerly. He'll let it go through his hands. It went right through his hands and into the end zone. Nice kickoff by Vinsack. That's the best kickoff we've seen all year. Without even any wind, the wind has died down here. It's about 80 degrees to start this one off. And he kicked that one off almost to the goal line, Tim. Yeah, it was uh, kind of blessing in disguise that Zimmerly mishandled that a little bit uh, as he probably would have been uh, tackled inside our own 20. And it went into the end zone. We get to start at the 20, Dave. Derek Reber, the starting quarterback, the sophomore. He is 26 of 59 this year, 321 yards passing. He's 32 rushes, 198 yards, ran for over 100 yards last week in the loss to Triway. Step back behind him is Jared Varner and Logan Stanley. Receivers out wide on both sides for the Bears. They've got the ball first and ten from their own 20-yard line. Now moving in motion is Stanley to the far side. Hand off to Varner. Varner right up the middle. He's going to be gang tackled and dropped by Dan Garn right there in the middle and also for Hillsdale, Ryan Markley. So call it about, they're going to mark him back to the 19, so Loss of one yard on the play for Jared Varner. Not the way the Bears wanted to start out. As we have just begun here from Hillsdale High School. Second down and 11 yards to go. Purdy out wide to the left. Farrar goes tight end right. Out wide to the left-hand side is Zimmerly. Now Logan Stanley moves in motion. The Bears have got two men in motion, and now the referee is going to call an illegal procedure penalty against the Bears. Stanley moved, and Purdy moved. All at the same time, had they been on the dance floor, it was a pretty good move, but on the football field, it's not. 
Dave, that, that's the sort of thing that we you, you want to see cleaned up after the first three weeks of the season, and we're in week four, and uh, we still have confusion on the offense. So that's the first penalty of the ball game. Knocks it back to the 14-yard line. Handoff going to Logan Stanley. Check out that's Varner. Varner is going to be stacked up and down at about the 12, and the Bears are going backwards instead of forwards. Loss of two yards on the play to Jared Varner, who was sick last week and did not play. Played about the first quarter and a half and then had to leave the ball game. So it's third down, 17 yards to go. Bears need to get to the 30-yard line for a first down. Trips out wide left for the Bears. Logan Stanley right behind Reber now moves to the left of Reber out of the pistol. Reber's going to roll out to his left. Looks downfield. Can't find anyone. He's going to tuck it under on the far side, and he's going to be brought down at the 15-yard line for a gain of two on the carry, but it will bring up fourth down and 14 yards to go for the Bears, and it's punting time for Colton Purdy and Waynedale. Andrew Wolf going back set to return for Hillsdale. He's the single setback back around midfield. Cedric Chupp out tonight, so there's a lot of confusion on special teams and probably defensively in the backfield as far as that's concerned for the Bears. Good snap from center, but Purdy gets a low spiral off, but it's going to take a Waynedale bounce inside the 50-yard line of Hillsdale, and it'll be downed at the 48-yard line on the play. So that's a 36-yard punt by Colton Purdy. Not one of his better ones this year, but Hillsdale will have it first and ten at their own 48-yard line after the Bears down it. Trey Williams, the starting quarterback for Hillsdale, he's had a very good year. 26 of 49, 365 yards passing, three touchdowns, one interception. He lines up out of the shotgun with the running backs, Elliott and Klein, and he hands off to Klein off right tackle, and he's going to be gang-tackled and brought down by Ben Farrar. They'll mark him for a two-yard loss. Boy, that's the best penetration the Bears' defense has gotten this year, Tim. Yeah, both Farrar and Stanley made good penetration on that first play. That's the way the defense needs to start. Dave, uh, get a little confidence that they can go up against this big offensive line. So the ball back to the 46-yard line. Both teams are going backwards in their first plays of this one. Second down, 12 yards to go from the 46 of Hillsdale. Williams out of the shotgun. He's going to roll out to his left, and he's going to throw a complete to Wolf. Wolf at midfield, and he's going to step out of bounds, they say, before he got to midfield at the 47. So the first completion of the evening is just for one yard, and it went to Andrew Wolf for that one yard, and it brings up third down and 11 from the 48-yard line. Here we are, our favorite down, Dave. The first three weeks, we've talked about how important it is for the Bears to get off the field on third down. We got them in a third and ten. So third down, call it a long ten, short 11 from the 48, near the 49. Williams with the single setback now. Klein, he's got receivers out wide on both sides. Low snap. Williams going to throw it up the field to Wolfie. Catches it. It is complete. Down to the 22-yard line, or did he step out of bounds? Let's see what the official is going to call. It looked like a pass interference penalty against the Bears. But now as they go back, I wonder if maybe he stepped out of bounds. Carson Ledford, it will be pass interference against Hillsdale. They're going to call it against Andrew Wolf pushing off against Ledford on the play. 
So the, that will negate a large passing play for the Falcons at a first down. And again, it doesn't matter if it's a penalty or not, Tim. Again, the Bears, that bugaboo has been third down all year, and again, they have problems with it. And it's just not third down, Dave. It's been third down and long. We've been giving up uh, huge chunks of yardage on third down. That's been happening all year. Of course, the Bears have got to accept it. Not even sure why they're looking to the sideline. It is a 15-yard penalty marked off. That's the first penalty of the evening against Hillsdale. They'll take it back to the 34-yard line. So it will be third down. And let's call it about 25 yards to go for a Hillsdale first. Ledford starting at the right cornerback position. Reber starting at the left corner. Purdy is the safety here tonight. Williams out of the shotgun with Klein off to his left. He's going to roll out. Now he's going to look to the right-hand side. Strong throw up the middle, and it is incomplete. Boy, he had a receiver wide open up the field. That was Alex Becker, and he couldn't get it to him. Overthrew him, so the incompletion brings up fourth down on the play, and it's punting time for Hillsdale, so both teams have been held on their first offensive possession of the night. Well, I guess it doesn't matter how we did it, Dave, but we're getting off the field on third down. The Bears have withstood... Hillsdale's first offensive possession, we're getting the ball back. Gunnar Richter, he's got one of those names that you just got to love. He's a football player. He's going to punt it away, back set to return, Zimmerly and Purdy. Back at around their 25-yard line, good snap, Richter gets it away. Might have been partially blocked, it's going to hit inside the Waynedale territory and then bounce back into Hillsdale at about the 49-yard line where the Bears will take it over near midfield, first and 10. 8.45 to go in the first quarter of play, and we've got no score. Since 1970, Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg has been a general contractor, earning a reputation for honesty and integrity. They instill those two words into every job. Ivan Weaver Construction is committed to providing quality construction services, specializing in functional buildings at the best possible value. At Ivan Weaver Construction, the goal on every project is to provide first-class, timely, knowledgeable service. Working to build long-term relationships, Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg, 330-695-3461. 16-yard punt on the play for Richter. The Bears have it first and 10 at their own at the Hillsdale 49-yard line. Reber, high snap. Handoff goes to Stanley around the right-hand side. Got a big hole. Cuts it to the 30, to the 25, to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's going to dive to the end zone into the corner, and he is in for the touchdown. For the first time this year, Waynedale has the lead, and it is 6-0 after the 49-yard touchdown run by Logan Stanley, his third of the year. Dave, that has to be the most room that Logan has had all year long. Great blocking on the right side of that line. He just opened up, and Stanley outraced him to the end zone. So the Bears lead it for the first time this year, 6 to nothing. And now they will go for the extra point by Andy Ford. Colton Purdy is the holder. Low snap. Purdy gets it down. Ford kicks it up, and it hits the left upright, and it is no good. So there's 8.34 left to go in this first quarter of play in your score. It is Waynedale 6, Hillsdale nothing. 
Troyer Roofing and Construction is your trusted expert for commercial and residential roofing needs in the area. They specialize in new roofs, repairs, and replacements with either shingles or steel. Troyer Roofing can even perform an energy-efficient restoration that can add years to your existing roof. Family-owned and operated for over 20 years, Troyer Roofing and Construction provides free quotes and professional service. For all your commercial and residential roofing needs, call the best. Troyer Roofing and Construction, 857-7865, or see their website, TroyerRoof.com. Okay, so this noodle bowl, one of my faves. I start with a nice lean pork tenderloin. Look at that. Nice, right? Saute on medium high. Brown, ooh, browning. Nicely. Now the broth. It's Asian-inspired and perfect with pork. A dash more sauce. Pork always brings authentic flavor, even when you're home, alone, hosting a fake cooking show. Fresh basil, a lime wedge perfection. Find your flavor at porkbeinspired.com. Pork, be inspired. Dave Mitchell, Tim Ebert back at Hillsdale High School where the Bears are leading it six to nothing after the 49 yard touchdown run by Logan Stanley. And Tim, you said an excellent blocking on the right side of the offensive line. Andy Ford's going to tee it up and kick it off. Three men back set to return for Hillsdale. It'll be taken in by Elliott at his own 25 out to the 30. Cuts to the right sideline the far side to the 40 to the 50 into Waynedale territory at the 40 yard line. Cuts back to the middle and he's going to be dropped right at the 40 yard line in Waynedale territory. So Hillsdale with great field position to start their second possession of the night right back at the Waynedale 40 yard line. 8.25 to go in the first quarter. Huge opportunity for our defense, Dave, to step up, get the offense back on the field, give us some belief that we can hang in this ball game. Ball just shy of the 40-yard line is where they will spot it. Hillsdale moving from right to left there, and they're dark blue tops with gold numerals and trim and gold bottoms. Williams hands it off around the left-hand side to Elliott, cuts it across the 40 to the 35 to the 30, puts his head down and dives forward to the 25-yard line. We've got a flag down on the near side, and I believe it's going to be a hold against Hillsdale. As the officials will confer, boy, they just collapsed the left side of that line, and it will be a hold against Hillsdale, and that's the reason that it happened. And let's see where they mark it back from. He actually had the first down, but from the spot of the foul, it's only going to make it first down and call it 14 because they're going to spot it back to the 44-yard line. So give him 23 yards on the carry and then the 10-yard penalty. That's two penalties for 25 yards tonight for Hillsdale. Where brings up first and 14 from the 44. Williams with trips out to the right. He's going to throw it out into the right, complete to Wolf. Wolf across the 40, and he's going to be hit right there, dropped inside the 40 at the 38-yard line. So that's a six-yard pickup on the completion to Wolf. That's his second catch of the night for seven yards. Good job by Reber coming off of his receiver and tackling Wolf in space. That'll bring up second down and a long eight yards to go at the 39-yard line. 7.51 remaining in the first quarter. 6-0. Bears on top of it. Coming out wide to the left-hand side is Alex Becker. He is a sophomore. Now Richter comes out. Check that. that yes, Richter comes out wide to the left. Williams is going to throw it out into the flat. Complete to Wolf. Gets a block. Cuts inside the 40, and he'll be brought down at the 37-yard line. 
gain of just a couple on the play to Wolf. He came in leading Hillsdale in catches this year. 11 receptions for 211 yards. That's 19 a catch. But in the first three catches, he's got just three yards a catch, nine yards. And it'll bring up third down and seven from the 37-yard line. Seven minutes exactly in running left to go in this first quarter. Rodgers is going to come out from the tight end position all the way out wide left. Trips to the left, ball in the near hash mark. To the left is Klein, and now Tom Williams sees the formation for the Bears and wants to use a timeout, and he will. That's his first. We've got 6.47 left to go in the first quarter of play from Hillsdale. Your score, it's Waynedale 6, Hillsdale nothing. Since 1981, Troyer Signs has provided quality service to those in and out of the Waynedale area. Hundreds of satisfied customers have promoted their businesses with outstanding graphics, interior and exterior signs, commercial or residential. Troyer Signs can do it all. Custom graphics, logo designs, vehicle graphics, banners, and much, much more. Increase your visibility with a high-quality, professional product from Troyer Signs. Stop by just north of Route 250 on Honeytown Road. Visit TroyerSigns.com or call 263-1400. Need a full-service construction firm? Yoder Builders in Oroville specializes in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Make a new man cave in that dingy basement. Add on a new sunroom or deck. Yoder Builders in Oroville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Call Yoder Builders in Oroville, 330-684-1050. A member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Waynedale used that timeout, not Hillsdale, so the Bears will have two remaining. So Hillsdale, third down and seven yards to go from the 37-yard line. Klein to the left of Trey Williams. He's got two receivers out wide to the right. One out to the left. That's Wolf. Williams is going to look to his right. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone to Becker. He beats the defender. Dives in for the five. And he dropped the football as he hit the ground. Boy, he had beat Edison Rodriguez, the freshman who's pushed into action here tonight because Cedric Chupp is out due to the concussion. So the Bears have got to go deep on their bench and put a freshman at the cornerback position and the incompletion brings up fourth down and seven but Trey Williams is coming back out onto the field and looks like Tom Williams is going to roll the dice and go for it on fourth and seven and he will from the 37. Now the punt where they've got it right now it would be decent field position for the Bears. Williams is going to look down to the left hand side. He's got Wolf. He's got to complete at the 25. Cuts to the middle of the field to the 20. He's wide open. He's going to take it into the end zone for the score. So not third down this time, but on fourth down, and Hillsdale completes it from the 37 yard line. A 37 yard touchdown pass from Trey Williams to Andrew Wolf. And Hillsdale has tied things up at 6 6. Trey Williams is four for six tonight, and all four have been completions to Andrew Wolf. Vince Ack will come in to attempt the extra point, and he puts it up, and boy, has he got a gun for a leg, and it is good. He kicked that thing into the parking lot, which is over the goalpost, past the track, over a fence, and into the parking lot. That was a good 
35, 40 yard extra point that he put in. He has got one powerful leg. And it's 7 to 6 with 631 remaining in this first quarter of play. Hillsdale has regained the lead. We'll be keeping a close eye on the Indians game against the Tigers tonight. That going on at Progressive Field. The Indians' magic number, of course, is 11. And any combination of 11 Indian victories and Tiger losses will give the Indians the American League Central Division. So Vinsack, who kicked it into the end zone his last time to start off the game, is going to kick it off again, and the Bears will set back Purdy and Zimmerle to return this kickoff. Tell you what, if this game comes down to a field goal, Tim, anywhere inside the 40-yard line, Vinsack has got the leg to do it based upon what I just saw. So Vinsack will kick it off. And it's a high end-over-end kick. Zimmerly backpedals, gets it at his 5 to the 10, right up the middle. Gets a couple of blocks around Purdy, across the 20, out to the 22-yard line. It's a return of 12 on the play for Matt Zimmerly. And the Bears will take it over first and 10 at their own 22-yard line. 6.25 6.25 to go in this first quarter of play. 7-6, to six, Hillsdale on top of it. We've had a 37-yard touchdown pass to Andrew Wolf and a 49-yard run by Logan Stanley. That's been the scoring here tonight. Reber out of the shotgun. He's got two, re- two running backs in the backfield. Jarrett Varner almost moved in motion with Stanley. And Reber tried to dump it off to one of the offensive linemen. Hillsdale's yelling that it should be intentional grounding. He actually tried to throw the football, Reber did, to Cole Geyser. And I don't know if I can see real close, Dave, but uh, not only is Geyser a lineman, but he's got a club on one hand. That would be a tough catch for him. Well, there wasn't a receiver out there either. That, that actually should have been intentional grounding. But the officials let it go. Second down, 10 on the incompletion by Reber, his first of the night. Receiver's out. Wide on both sides. Purdy out wide to the right. And now Waynedale's going to have to use another timeout. That will be their second. Bears got away with one there, Tim. Uh, Reber couldn't find anything upfield. Tried to dump it off. He just saw a receiver out of his peripheral vision to the right. And it turned out to be the right tackle, Cole Geyser. Yeah, right from the start of that last play, Dave, we had uh, Varner uh, moving early. Uh, we got away with not getting a penalty called there, and then uh, the play kind of blew up from there, and Reber um, just frantically looked for somebody out here to the right, and it happened to be a lineman. Well, it's 7-6 to six here, and let's see if we can come up with any scores here this evening on any other games in the area. Triway and Manchester, they just got underway here tonight. Other than that, we really have no other scores going on around the area as of right now. But we'll keep an eye on that, especially that Smithville-Northwestern game, which is probably the headliner in the Wayne County Athletic League here tonight. So after that timeout by Waynedale, their second. Reber, flag down, gets the snap, and he's going to be hit behind the line and dropped at the 19 for a three-yard loss. That'll be the first sack of the night. And it is illegal motion by the Bears. 
Wouldn't be surprised if uh, Hillsdale declined this penalty, Dave, as they already put the Bears back with a sack there. And they did. They declined it. So it'll bring up third down and 12 from the 19-yard line. 6-10 remaining to go in this first quarter of play. 7-6. to six. Hillsdale on top of it. Reber out of the shotgun. He's got Stanley right behind him. and You know he's going to move over to the left, and he does. Reber with the slap of the hands. Fake handoff. Reber's going to keep it up off left tackle. Across the 20, out to the 22, to the 23. And he'll be stacked up by Markley of Hillsdale. And dropped right there after a four-yard gain. But it's still going to be shy of the first down. And it will bring up punting time for the Bears from their own 23-yard line on fourth and eight. Purdy, who had a 36-yard punt his first time, is going to punt this one away from his own 23. Wolf back around his own 40. Low snap. Purdy picks it up on the bounce, gets a high spiral. It's going to be hit at the Hillsdale territory at the 40, inside the 40, and it'll bounce out of bounds at the 30-yard line. That's a 47-yard punt for Colton Purdy. Well, he's got the roll. I'll say this, Dave. Uh, you know, it's real easy to overlook uh, the punting game, but uh, Colton has really gotten the Bears uh, out of some bad field position uh, quite a bit this year. He's really turned into quite an excellent punter. So they'll spot him just outside the 30-yard line. That's where Hillsdale will take it over first and 10. They lead it 7-6. to six. Trey Williams, who is 4 of 6 passing for 46 yards and a touchdown so far here tonight. That is his fourth touchdown pass of the year. He's got Wolf that goes out wide right. Richter slot right. Elliott now moves over to the right-hand side also. That's going to be a throw out to the right-hand side to Wolf. It's complete at the 30-yard line. Cuts outside the 35, out to the 38-yard line, maybe the 39. Call it nine yards on that reception. Early on, Dave, you can see what Hillsdale's game plan is. They're just trying to get Wolf the ball in as many positions as they can. He's got five catches in the first quarter for 54 yards. His first three catches... We're for nine yards total, but now he's got five catches for 54, so he's averaging over 10 yards a catch now. Rodgers will come out slot left, Wolf wide left. Out of the shotgun, moving in motion is Becker, and Beckler will have it. He'll take it around the left-hand side across the 30 to the midfield, inside Waynedale territory to the 45, down to the 40, and he's hog-tied and brought down on the play by Logan Stanley inside the 40 at the 38-yard line. Good stop by Stanley. Unfortunately, Dave, it was about 15 to 20 yards down the field. So that's a big play by Becker of 36 yards on the carry and another first down for Hillsdale. Ball at the 38-yard line, first and 10 for the Falcons. Williams. Barks out the signals, drops back, throws over the middle. It is complete to Elliott at the 20. Breaks a tackle across the 15. Cuts to the far side, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown. Ethan Elliott, the 5'9", 160-pound senior, with the touchdown pass. And it is 13-6. Hillsdale on top of it. First catch by anyone other than 
Gunner, or I should say Andrew Wolf here tonight. That is his first catch of the evening. Vinsack will put the extra point up and through. And it is now 14 to 6 with 3.50 to go in this first quarter of play. Boy, what a. After the Bears scored the first touchdown of the game, now suddenly Hillsdale has woke up and they lead it now 14 to 6. But it hasn't been the way, Tim, that we thought it would be tonight. We thought that they would run the football, but they've done it via the pass. Well, Dave, the last two uh, touchdown passes from Hillsdale, we have had very little safety help. We uh, have sucked our cornerbacks clear up near the line of scrimmage looking for the run. They've gotten the ball out to receivers. They've cut and cut back against the grain, and we've had no safety help, and they've gone taken it in. A couple of scores so far. We've got Tuslaw over Orville, 7 to nothing, and Ashland leading West Holmes. 7 to nothing. also. Both those scores are in the first quarter, along with this one here tonight, which is 14-6 to six with 3.50 remaining in this first period of play. So Vinsack will tee it up, and he'll be kicking it off again for the Falcons. And he gets a high end-over-end kick that Zimmerle is going to take in at his 6 again. On the near hash mark, across the 15, cuts it to the near side to the 20, and he'll be brought down at the 24-yard line on a nice tackle made by Trey Stiltner, the junior. So Zimmerly with the return. And the Bears will take it over first and 10 at their own 24-yard line. Mark it right at the, just shy of the 25. That's where they'll spot it down at. So the Bears with, who are in their white tops here tonight with brown numerals, gold trim, and pants. Going from left to right. Bears have already used two timeouts here in this first half. Zimmerly comes out wide to the left. Purdy with Logan Stanley right behind him. Sends Jarrett Varner out wide to the right. Slot left is Kyle Ice. Tight end right, Ben Farrar on this first down play. Moving in motion to the far side is Varner. Handoff right up the middle to Logan Stanley. And Logan Stanley takes it across the 25. Out to the 26-yard line for a gain of a yard. Boy, that game... that play almost got blown up right at the line of scrimmage. Varner was moving in motion to the far side. Reber snapped the ball and handed it off to Stanley and he almost ran into Varner. Yeah, I saw that myself, Dave. So the ball resting at the 26-yard line. Now into the ball game is Rodriguez for the Bears. The freshman, he comes in at the slot receiver. Now he goes out wide to the right. Logan Stanley, single setback behind Reber. Flag down on the play. There's going to be motion. Reber got the ball knocked away. Picked out of the air on the play by Hillsdale's Gunner Richter, and he's going to run it in for the score. It's illegal motion by the Bears. Richter batted the ball up in the air. It came down into his hands, and he ran it in from the 21-yard or the 26-yard line for the score. And on the first interception of the season against Derek Reber, it'll be a legal motion against the Bears. Obviously, Hillsdale will decline it. And now it is 20 to 20-6, Hillsdale. Wow. Just boom, 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 and suddenly Hillsdale is on top of it. Snap is down, kick is up, and Vinsack 
Drills it a mile through the uprights and good. So it's 20 to 6. Hillsdale leads it. We'll take a timeout. Your score with 2.59 left to go in period number one. It's Hillsdale 21, Waynedale 6. Where can you get food? Smoking with Southern Pride, the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg, of course. Build your own burger. The wings every Thursday night are half price. And there's the brisket and pulled pork. The steaks and seafood are second to none, and the appetizers are to die for. Everything cooked to your satisfaction. All this and live bands, too. At the Fire and Ice Pub, open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 10, Friday and Saturday, 11 to midnight, and Sundays, 11 to 8. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Well, Hillsdale came in averaging 31 points a game, and... They're just 10 points from that here in the first quarter. And it was such a promising beginning with Logan Stanley's touchdown run, but now Hillsdale has boomed off three straight scores, and it's 21-6. So Vinsack, who's a weapon in himself, will kick it off with the left foot. High end-over-end kick again to Zimmerle. Boy, he's got accurate kickoffs, too. Zimmerly takes it in at the 10 to the 15 to the 20, out to the 25, and it'll be brought down at the 27-yard line. So a 22-yard return. Zimmerly with his third return of the night. Vinsack not only has a good leg, but he's accurate with it, too. He keeps punting and keeps kicking it off to Zimmerly at the same spot, almost the same yard marker each time. Yeah, I believe Zimmerly has caught the ball the last three times right around the six-yard line. And the Indians right now leading Detroit 2-0 in the first inning of play from Progressive Field in Cleveland. So it's first down 10 for the Bears after that interception. Reber, single setback, puts Stanley in motion, hands it off to him around the left-hand side. Stanley... Pretty much the same play that he ran the 49-yard touchdown run for, but he gets no blocking that time and has run out of bounds at the 25-yard line. Loss of two yards on the carry. He just got nothing up front on that play. Third carry of the evening for Stanley. He's got 48 yards. Second down, 12 yards to go. Clock running, 2.47. I should say clock stopped, excuse me, 2.47 to go. In the first quarter of play, Hillsdale leading it 21-6. Stanley goes out slot left, Zimmerly out wide left. Purdy wide right, now moving a motion is Stanley. Fake handoff, Reber rolls out to the right. It is complete to Purdy at the 30, cuts it upfield across the 35. He's close to a first down at the 36-yard line on the play after an 11-yard completion. It's a nice job by Reber there. They, there was a couple of Hillsdale defenders right in his face. Put an accurate pass right out there to Purdy. And it's right across the 35 near the 36. It'll be third down and a long two yards to go for the Bears. And here's one of the keys to the ball game again. Offensively converting third downs. Purdy comes out wide to the right. Tight end left is Farrar. Now slot right is Stanley. They've got Kyle Ice lining up right behind Ty Straits at the left guard. Moving in motion, Stanley to the far side. Reber stumbles, and he tried to hand it off to Logan Stanley. It was a fake handoff, and he slipped and fell down behind the line of scrimmage, and he's dropped for a two-yard loss. Yeah, Derek lost his footing right away there, Dave, um, giving Hillsdale an opportunity to drop him for a loss. So it's punting time again for the Bears. Fourth down, five yards to go. They'll punt it away from their own 33-yard line. 
A minute 35 to go in the first quarter. And since that first offensive possession by the Bears, nothing has gone right for them offensively. Purdy gets a low snap. He'll get the ball away, punting it away from his 33. And Wolf is going to take it in at his 30. Cuts it to the 35, right up the middle, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50. Breaks into open territory, to the 40, to the 30, to the 20. And he's going to be brought down and run out of bounds by Colton Purdy, the punter, at the 15-yard line. That's a 55-yard return on the punt by Andrew Wolf. What a nice return. And they'll take it over first and ten at the Waynedale 14-yard line. And with it, ball at the 14-yard line. And it will be first and ten for the Bear for the Falcons. And they've got Trey Williams in the shotgun with. Klein and Elliott right behind him. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone, though, and he'll overthrow Andrew Wolf and incomplete. He was covered nicely by Derek Reaver. Trey Williams down on the ground, and he's over talking to the official saying he got hit late, but no flag on the play. And the incompletion brings up second down. That's just the third incompletion of the night by Williams. He's 6 of 9 with two TDs. A minute four left to go in the quarter, 21-6. Hillsdale on top of it, but they've got it first and ten at the Waynedale 14-yard line. Excuse me, second and ten at the Waynedale 14-yard line. Wolf wide left. Elliott slot left now. Klein right beside Williams, ball on the far hash mark. And now delay of game will be called against the Falcons. Trey Williams is saying the back judge didn't raise his hand and he didn't know that the clock was running down, but Tom Williams is going to bring him over and signal in the next play. That's the third penalty of the night against Hillsdale. That's the only thing they've done wrong. They've got three penalties so far for 30 yards. Well, Dave, we came in saying they were a balanced team and we really expected them to be running the ball a lot. I believe they've only run the ball three times tonight. Second down, 15 yards to go from the 20 of Waynedale. Just inside the 20. Williams barking out the signals. He's got Klein to the left of him. Receivers out wide on both sides. Williams drops back, looks over the middle. It is incomplete. Tried to go to Wolf. Might have got tipped at the line of scrimmage. I couldn't tell, but he threw it at the feet of Wolf, and it's incomplete. Third down and 15. Williams is a good field general, but he is not as accurate as you would think at the quarterback position throwing the football. But tell you what, Hillsdale's throwing the ball a lot more tonight than I thought we would see them do. Big third down for the Bears here, uh, but with uh, Vin Sack's leg, Dave, he's probably in field goal range right now. Absolutely. Snap, handoff up the middle of the Klein. Klein breaks into the end zone, and he's into the clear touchdown. 27-6, 19-yard touchdown run for Klein. His first of the night. And on the year for Klein, that's his fifth touchdown of the season. And it's 27-6 with 56.9 seconds left to go in the first quarter. 
Hillsdale just chewing things up offensively. High snap, but Beckler gets it down, and the Vinsack is going to kick it up and through. He's four for four also. 28 to six. Hillsdale leads it by 22 here in this first quarter of play. Just when I said they weren't running the ball much, Dave, they handed it off to Klein, and boy, he made that 19 yards look pretty easy. Klein has got 17 yards rushing tonight on just two carries. Matter of fact, they've only run the ball four times tonight. They've passed it ten times. So you're looking at a situation, Tim, where they're totally confusing the Waynedale defense, or so it would appear, because I think Matt Zerker and the rest of the coaching staff, as did I, expected the Bears expected the Falcons to be running the football a lot more tonight, but they're not. It's completely the opposite. Well, they have so many weapons, Dave. Uh, certainly, uh, Klein is a good weapon, but the, the, the good portion of this first quarter, they've been uh, really focused on getting the ball to Wolf. Indians leading Detroit 2-1 to one in the second inning of play. Tuslaw leading Orville 14-7 to seven with nine seconds to go in the first quarter. Vinsack kicks it deep and into the end zone, and the touchback will give it to the Bears at the 20-yard line. 56.9 seconds to go in the first half. First quarter, I should say. And it's hard to believe, but... We are close to the running clock here in the first quarter. We've had some big plays here, Dave. It seems like this first quarter has gone on forever, but when you score so quickly, uh, not a whole lot of time comes off the clock. So the Bears will take it over after the touchback at their own 20-yard line. Reber out of the shotgun. He's got five receivers out wide, two up to the far side. Now Stanley moves in motion. High snap, Reber pulls it down, throws it out in the flat, complete to Zimmerly across the 20, out to the 22-yard line. So just a gain of two on that pass play. First catch of the night by Matt Zimmerly. They'll give him maybe three. They're going to mark him down at the 24-yard line. So it'll bring up second down and a short six. Bears looking over to the sideline for the play. Purdy out wide to the right. Zimmerly wide to the left. Bears down 28-6 here in the first quarter. Reber. As the back judge puts his hand in the air, the Bears are nowhere near being set on the play. Now Reber, there's the flag. They took so much time getting the play in and then getting it, the play out. Reber never looked at the back judge and saw that his hand was in the air. And the delay of game will be a penalty against the Bears, their second of the night. And instead of second and six, it's second and 11. Back to the 19-yard line. 11.8 seconds to go in the quarter. Reber moves Stanley to the left. Takes the snap. Drops straight back. He's going to throw the ball up the left side. He's got Zimmerly, and Zimmerly dropped the football. Nice coverage out there on the play by Hillsdale's Trace Stiltner, the junior cornerback. He reached in and knocked the ball out of the hands of Zimmerly, and it's incomplete. And it'll be third down at 11. Nice deep ball there by Reber. Just a better play by the defensive back. Reber now two for five in the passing department with that interception. Just 13 yards all total in passing. 6.1 seconds to go in the quarter. Zimmerly again out wide to the left. Purdy wide right. Ball in the far hash mark. Reber slaps his hand. Drops back to pass. Sets up a screen and he threw it into the dirt. 
at the feet of Logan Stanley. And again, it will be punting time with 2.7 seconds left to go in the quarter. That was pretty dangerous, Dave. Uh, Hillsdale's, uh, they're letting him in trying to get the screen pass off, but you got to throw it high to get over those uh, Hillsdale linemen. And he threw it right at the feet of Logan Stanley when he did it. So receivers out. It'll be punting time, 4th and 11, and Colton Purdy will punt the ball away. Wolf, excuse me, yes, that is Wolf, back at the 40. Low snap, bounce to Purdy, but he gets the punt off on a great play. It's a short punt. It'll take a Waynedale bounce. I think Waynedale kind of kicked it forward. And they'll say it was touched at the 49-yard line. And that's where Hillsdale is going to take it over. First and 10 at the Waynedale 49 when we come back. That's the end of the first quarter of play here from Hillsdale High School and your score. It's the Hillsdale Falcons 28 and the Waynedale Golden Bears 6. On your way home and need something in a hurry, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru is the stop for you. Art Weaver and the Apple Creek Drive-Thru have been serving the community for 26 years. Stay in your car and let the friendly people at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru get what you need. From snacks, beverages, pizza, anything you may want. Just like the Bears, hard work is no stranger to Art Weaver and the Apple Creek Drive-Thru. So on your way home from the game, work, or you're just in a hurry, stop by the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek. Hard work, honesty, genuine care. Traits that define Dutch Quality Stone as a company. Created by local workers, Dutch Quality Stone's products have become the industry leader in quality and consistency. Located in the heart of one of the biggest Amish communities in America, Dutch Quality Stone veneers exhibit all the unique beauty of nature with easy-to-install options for residential and commercial properties. In central Ohio, people believe in doing things right. Dutch Quality Stone, located on Route 250 near Mount Eaton, Call today, 877-359-7866. Boy, this score makes you look at the standings and what the heck is going on in the pack. Manchester, who is winless on the year, leads Triway 28-7 at the end of the first quarter of play. Well, that, that one there, you got to classify that as a major upset. The Indians are leading Detroit. Two to one in the third inning of play. Hillsdale takes it over first and ten. Williams keeps it on the option around the left hand side. As Hillsdale going from left to right, he takes it inside the forty, and he'll be run out of bounds inside the Waynedale thirty, down to the twenty-five yard line for a twenty-four yard gain on the play. Dave is going to be really interesting here in the second quarter if uh, Hillsdale now starts to change directions and rely on that running game. So it's first down. 10 for Hillsdale at the Waynedale 25-yard line. At halftime, you're going to hear some of the Waynedale Golden Bear marching band, and then we'll preview the Ohio State-Oklahoma game tomorrow evening from Norman at 7.30. Williams is going to throw out into the flat, complete to Elliott, gets a good block by Wolf inside the 20. He's going to take it down inside the 20, down to the 17-yard line. That's a gain of eight on the play. They're just running that flat pass to death. I was going to say, Dave, they're really not pushing the ball down the field a whole lot. They're just getting it into their receivers' hands pretty uh, quickly off the line of scrimmage and letting them just uh, use their athleticism to make the play. 62 yards on six catches tonight for Wolf. Second down, eight yards to go. Trips out to the left. Wolf out wide. Klein next to Williams, and now Williams 
is going to take a timeout. That's the first timeout called by Hillsdale. Didn't like what the Waynedale defense was showing. And right now it is 28 to 6. That'll give us an opportunity to check some more scores. That's 28 nothing Manchester over Triway. I'm sorry, two defensive TDs for Manchester in that game so far. Worcester is leading in their game 14 to nothing. And that is all we have got so far as far as scores are concerned around the area so far. Tom Williams taking the time out, wanting to talk things over on second down and two yards to go for his Falcons. That's his first. He'll have two remaining. Matt Zerker's got one timeout left. Hillsdale has been really trying to take advantage of their size on the outside, David. We'll be interested to see if they throw this up in the end zone here. Second and two. Williams with Klein to the left of it. Got Elliott out wide to the left. They're going to throw it out into the flat, and it's complete to Elliott. Gets a block inside the 20. He's spun down to the 15 near the 10-yard line. He's got the first down. That's easy enough. And it will be a gain of seven on that pass reception. That's 108 yards total. Passing for Williams so far here tonight. They've gotten three first downs via the pass and two via the run. First and ten. Ball at the ten-yard line. The yard markers say they can still get a first down inside the one. Williams throws it into the end zone. Nice catch by Wolf. Touchdown. Boy, he went right up and snatched that out of the air. That looked like a professional going over the middle. Wolf with the 10-yard touchdown catch. And it is now 34-6 Hillsdale. Third touchdown pass of the night by... Trey Williams. Wolf with a great, great, great catch. He's got 72 yards catching tonight. Vinsack will attempt the extra point and drills it through. There's an official timeout on the field. 10 minutes, 30 seconds left to go in the first half to score. It is Hillsdale 35. Waynedale 6. Time for a new kitchen or bath? Look no further than Clayzac Kitchen and Bathroom in Apple Creek. With over 20 years of experience in design and installation, Clayzac is a full-service remodeler, adding value to every job while providing extraordinary service. Clayzac Kitchen and Bathroom uses top-quality products from locally-owned suppliers to make your remodel one of a kind. Clayzac will design your project on their 3D computer program. You'll see your finished project before the work begins. Give Clayzac Kitchen and Bathroom a call today, 264-4691. And check us out on Facebook or at Clayzac.com. That's C-L-A-Z-A-K dot com. So after that touchdown pass of 10 yards to Andrew Wolf with 10.30 remaining, it is 35-6. to Waynedale leads it here, or Waynedale behind, I should say. Pardon me. And we've got a tie score between Smithville and Northwestern in the first half, eight to eight. So Vinsack will kick it off. Bears going from right to left. High end over end kick. Again, it will be taken in by Zimmerle at the 10, right in the center of the field. To the 15, to the 20, cuts it to the far side. Across the 25, near the 30. It's about a 20-yard return 
for Matt Zimmerle, and that is where the Bears will take it over, first and ten from their own 30-yard line. Well, Dave, Wendell's kind of in a catch-22 here. Uh, we said one of the keys of the game was to try to control the time, control the game, but they're in a position right now down 35-6 to six where they almost have to pass the ball. Almost every time. Their most successful play was the 49-yard touchdown run by Logan Stanley, but now when you're down by 29 points, you can't rely on the run, even though there's still 10 minutes to go in the second quarter. Zimmerly comes out wide to the left. Rodriguez, slot left. Purdy out wide to the right. Now moving in motion to Stanley. Stanley, fake handoff. Reber's going to keep it right up the middle, and he's going to be hit and dropped immediately by the interior of that Hillsdale Falcon defensive line, mainly by Dan Garn and Stiltner. No gain on the play by Reber. He's got five carries tonight, one yard. Zimmerly out wide to the left now. Stanley comes out of the backfield and lines up on the right-hand side. Reber out of the shotgun. High snap, brings it down, flag down, throw out into the flat to Purdy. It is incomplete. Boy, Derek is just not, I don't know if he's not grabbing the football well tonight, but that's the third pass that we've seen him throw low to a receiver. Looks like we had uh, movement on that play anyhow, Dave. Looks like we're going to be going back five yards. Yeah, for some reason, the snap from center tonight is not getting back to Reber quickly enough. And the receiver's outside. They're hearing the snap count, but they're not seeing the, the snap is not being made in time. There's a good snap. Reber's going to roll out to his left. Heavy rush. He's going to throw it. Incomplete. Almost intercepted on the play by Trey Stilton. Boy, he was right there in front of Zimmerly, jumped the route, and almost intercepted that pass. Yeah, that, that should have been picked off, Dave. So it's fourth down, ten yards to go, and the Bears will be punting it with 9.40 left to go in the first half. Purdy again is going to punt the football away. He's done a lot of that tonight. He'll have a sore thigh tomorrow morning. He'll be punting it away from his own 30. Good snap that time. And Purdy gets a low spiral kick that'll hit at the 40 in Hillsdale territory and bounce out of bounds. And they will spot it out right at the 40-yard line. I think Colton just totally punted that away from Wolf. We don't want him touching the ball anymore. That's a 30-yard punt by Purdy, and Hillsdale will have it first and 10 at their own 40-yard line. Indians leading Detroit so far in their ball game tonight. As we said, their magic number is 11. Trips come out to the right for Hillsdale. Klein lines up to the right of Williams. Ball on the far hash mark. Williams is going to throw out to the right, and it is complete complete on the play to Alex Becker. And Becker takes it across the 40, out to the 43-yard line for a gain of three on that reception. Once again, Dave, not really throwing the ball down the field, just a five-yard hitch and let the receivers uh, get yardage after the catch. 
So the ball resting at the 44-yard line, second and a long six. Nine minutes and running left to go in the first half. Ball in the near hash mark now trips out to the left. Wolf, the far receiver. And Williams is going to throw the ball deep to Wolf up the right side. He's got it at the 30, cuts it to the middle of the field, to the 20, to the 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Hillsdale. 44-yard touchdown catch by Andrew Wolf. That's the fourth touchdown pass of the night. And Hillsdale is just making a mockery right now of the Bears' defensive secondary. Second touchdown of the night by Wolf. Hundred and thirty six yards total catching tonight for Andrew Wolf and two touchdowns. And the kick by Vinsack is up and that one is good again. Eight forty six left to go in the first half. And your score. Hillsdale forty two. Waynedale six. Breakfast time is the best time at Deb's Den. Every Saturday, eight AM to eleven and Sundays nine to noon. Start the day off right with your favorite morning delights. Eggs, bacon, sausage, pancakes, all to your satisfaction, handmade and fresh. From breakfast on the weekends to the sandwiches with soups and sides for lunch and the dinner specials every day. Deb's Den's lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Friday, 11 to 8, Friday and Saturday, 11 to 9, and Sunday, 12 to 3. Stop by Deb's Den for breakfast tomorrow or before next Friday's game for a quick meal. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek, working hard to make your meals as delicious that was as a, possible. Uh, 8.46 left to go in this first half of play, and there's some discussion up here as to when the running clock starts. It does start in the first half. I remember the Worcester-Orville game, the very first game, first game of the year. Orville was up 42 to nothing in the half, first half, and the running clock was going with 10 minutes to go in the half. That's that's the rule. It's a running clock no matter what once you get to that 28-point mark, and here we go. So Vinsack will kick it off. He's going to kick it deep, and it will go into the end zone and be brought out for the touchback. Right now where we're at is 36 points, and I would assume that the clock is going to be running continuously now. Let's put it this way. I would think that everybody in the stands is hoping that it is running continuously. Well, I'll be honest. I'm not quite sure whether it will or not, but I I will say this. We're about to find out whether it is or not. Well, I go back to that Worcester-Orville game, and it was running in the first half then. But I'm not sure what these officials are going to do. They haven't signaled anything up here. So the Bears will take it over first and ten at their own 20. Reber with Stanley in the backfield. Moves him over to the right. Reber with receivers out wide on both sides. Hand off to Stanley off left tackle. Takes it across the 20 out to the 21-yard line for a gain of a yard. Dave, during our pregame, we mentioned that last week uh, Hillsdale only gave up about 1.8 yards per carry. And if you take away Stanley's 49-yard run, I think they're doing better tonight. Absolutely. 4-1, to the Indians lead over Detroit, a two-run single by Carlos Santana. And the Indians lead it in the second inning. Reber on second down, nine yards to go. Sends Zimmerly out wide to the left. Purdy slot left. Low snap from center. Reber picks it up, throws it into the flat. Incomplete. He threw it right into the hands of Alex Becker, and he dropped the ball. 
the second pass in a row that Hillsdale should have picked off. So it's third down, and call it nine. And the clock is stopped, Dave. Well, I am informed that the rule is it's in the first half also. But you can't do it up here. The official score just can't do it. Well, now they're saying that the rule is it's in the second half. Well, I know for a fact that in the Worcester-Orville game, they were running the clock. And the handoff goes up the middle to Stanley. Now it's a fake handoff, and Reber will keep it. And he's going to be hit behind the line and drop right after 20 for a loss of the yard. Once again, aside from that 49-yard TD run, Man, the Hillsdale defensive front has certainly lived up to its billing. If you take away that 49-yard touchdown run, the Bears have run for negative four yards. That's it. Negative four. Purdy will punt the ball away on fourth and ten. Back set to return is Wolf. Low snap. Purdy picks it up. Gets a good kickoff. The Wolf is going to fair catch at the 47-yard line. That's the shortest punt of the night by Purdy, a 27-yard punt. And Hillsdale has it again in Waynedale territory at the 47-yard line. It'll be interesting to see, Dave, whether the, the Falcons continue to put it in the air as much as they have. Really, there's no reason to. They, have, they were down 6 to nothing, Tim. They've run off 42 points in a row. This is almost like what Ohio State did to, to Tulsa last Saturday. Which, by the way, that loge was extremely nice. <laughs> There's going to be a lot that we need to talk about, i got a feeling, in this second half. And a lot of it isn't going to have anything to do with football. Well, I, I expect a full detailed rundown, <laughs> not only on the loge, but the food that was up there as well. Oh, the food was outstanding. Yeah, just just outstanding. First and ten. Ball at the 47-yard line. Williams fakes to the left. He's going to throw it up the right side to Wolf. He's got him open. And Wolf, it went right through his hands incomplete. Boy, he had beaten Derek Reber up the right-hand side. and He just could not get his body turned well enough to catch that pass. And I guess that answers my question. They certainly are not looking to hand the ball off. Well, I mean, it's still the first half. You know, you, you look at this, and it's still the first half. They're leading it by 36. Ball right at the 46-yard line. Second down, 10 yards to go. Williams with Klein off to his right. Trips out to the right-hand side. Handoff goes off the left-hand side to Garrett Goodwin. Goodwin, a sophomore who's into the ball game now. That was Goodwin behind him. He cuts it inside the 45 to the 43-yard line for a gain of three on the play. And I got a feeling we're going to see a lot of JV players here in the second half. Maybe not so much for Waynedale because their bench is limited. But for Hillsdale, they've got a lot of kids down there in blue and gold uniforms. So it's third down, seven yards to go. Williams out of the shotgun. Slow snap. He's going to throw it up the right side to Wolf. Wolf, it went over his head and incomplete. And again, Reaver with the cover. And it is third, fourth down and seven yards to go. And punting time, I believe, 
for the first time tonight. Or will. Yes, it will be Richter punting the football away. I'm sorry, they did punt it their first time. For the second time tonight that Hillsdale has had to punt the football away. First punt tonight by Richter was 16 yards. Purdy, along with Zimmerly. Zimmerly was dropping back. Now he'll come back up to the linebacker position. And Hillsdale will punt the football away from the 46. It goes over the head of Richter. Richter's got to go back and pick it up in the backfield. He's going to punt the ball away. Blocked by the Bears. It'll be bounced around and picked up by one of the upbacks of the Bears. Lyman, he'll pick it up at the 20-yard line, the 24-yard line, and dropped right there. That was Ben Farrar. I don't know who got the block on it, but Farrar ran it back, and the Bears will take it over at the Hillsdale 24-yard line. Boy, that was all predicated by the bad snap from center. And the Bears have it first and ten at the Hillsdale 25-yard line. Great field position for the Bears. Got an opportunity to at least uh, put some positive things together before halftime. 6-18 left to go in this first half. And let's see what the Bears can do offensively here. Of course, we're looking for... Scores here this evening. Worcester leads Madison 21 to nothing so far in their game. Bears come out late out of the huddle, and now Wayne Dale's going to have to use their third timeout because they didn't break the huddle on the side early enough. So we've got an official timeout on the field. 6:18 left to go in this first half of play. Your score: Hillsdale 42. Waynedale 6. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice. 1-800-589-4905 or visit us online at MillerCustomExteriors.com 42-6 Hillsdale leads it and the Bears they have no timeouts left as they had to use their third here in this second quarter of play Indians leading it 4-1 over the Detroit Tigers looking to reduce their magic number down to 9 Ball at the 25-yard line, first and 10. Reber gets the snap. Now he's going to run it right up the middle, and he's going to be dropped right at the 25-yard line for no gain. Excellent job by the Hillsdale lineman there, Dave. He was engaged with one of our offense linemen, came off and got Reber before he could get up the middle. So it is second down and 10 from the Hillsdale 25. At halftime, we'll hear the Waynedale marching band and also look at the stat story and talk about the Ohio State-Oklahoma game. All that coming up on our Apple Creek Bank halftime report. Reber, snap taken out of the air by Logan Stanley. He cuts it across the 25, inside the 25, down near the 24-yard line, maybe the 23, if they give him the two yards. Is it just me, Dave, or is the timing on the snap and our motion just right there? This That almost hit... Logan Stanley as he was going in motion. Well, it almost looked like he took it out of the air. Yeah, like maybe it was going to be a a wildcat situation. You're right. The timing tonight between the center and the quarterback exchange out of the shotgun has just not been right. 
So it is third down and nine yards to go. Coming out wide to the left-hand side, Luke McCreary, a sophomore, 6'1", 140, is into the ballgame for the first time. Reber out of the shotgun. He's going to look down the middle. Throws over the middle. Incomplete. Tried to go to Ben Farrar. And a nice defensive play by Ethan Elliott to come over the top and knock it down. And the incompletion brings up fourth down. And when you're down by 36, why mess with the field goal? Just go for the TD. That's fourth down. Nine yards to go. Ball at the 24-yard line. And that's what the Bears will do. McCreary comes out wide to the left. Zimmerly, slot left. Purdy, out wing left. Logan Stanley, the single setback, moves to the right of Reber. On fourth down and nine. Reber is going to throw the ball into the end zone and overthrew McCreary incomplete. So the incompletion turns the ball over on downs to Hillsdale. Bears were set up in good shape. First and ten at the 25, but could not convert. So Hillsdale, the defense holds, and they've got the football. Back first and ten at the Waynedale at their own 24-yard line. 4.46 left to go before halftime. Boy, this has just been a debacle since the three-minute mark of the first quarter. Williams, handoff up the middle to the first back through. Takes it out across the 25 to the 26-yard line for a gain of three on the play. Looked like Elliott, the ball carrier. So the ball resting just outside the 26, second down, seven. Not much you could say about this. I mean, it's just been total domination by the Falcons. Receivers out wide on both sides. Williams hands it off on the right-hand side. Elliott takes it across the 30 out to the 31. Then Farrar reached his big paw out and made the tackle. Yeah, real good stick by Farrar there. After a gain of four on the carry by Elliott, it'll bring up third down and three. Ball right at the 30. You know, the Bears come up with good plays, but they don't string enough of them together. We talked with Matt Zerker about that on the pregame show. Last week, they had more positive plays than negative plays, but the negative plays outshone the positive ones. Third down four. Williams drops straight back. He's going to throw the ball up the field. The Wolf complete on the far side at the 40 in Waynedale territory. And he's brought down on the play by Rodriguez right at the 40. 30-yard reception on the play. And another first down. Dave, even on Hillsdale's incompletions, Wolf is just repetitively getting past our defensive backs. Even when they don't complete the pass, Wolf is wide open past their defensive backs. He's got nine catches tonight, two touchdowns, 166 yards. And Williams so far tonight, he's got 195 yards past. First down and ten. Williams throws it out to in the flat on the right-hand side to Josh Vinsack. And it is incomplete through it in his foot. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Vinsack's got, I think, a college leg. And I don't know if I'd want to put him out there in a route or not. I don't know. In a 42-6 to ball game, Dave, yeah, it would be, it'd be terrible to see your kicker go down playing receiver. To me, this kid's a weapon. 
I mean, any time, I mean, right now, I would say the way he's kicked, Tim, this may be an overstatement. You get another five yards, I think they're in field goal range with that kid. Goodwin in the backfield, and now Hillsdale is going to use a timeout. We'll just keep it right here. 3.24 remaining before halftime, and Tom Williams uses his second timeout here in the first half. I mean, you got a kid with that kind of a leg. A- anywhere inside, I would say, the 40-yard line, you've got a shot at making a field goal. I think this kid could kick a 50-yard field goal easily. Well, he's not only kicking them long, he's kicking them high. I mean, he's getting yeah. them over the bar. Yeah, I mean, he's just got an outstanding leg. I mean, the, the extra points that we've seen, and we've seen a bundle of them tonight, I mean, he's just driving those things through the goalposts into the parking lot. Well, the interesting thing is, Dave, I mentioned to you before the game even started, last week they didn't make an extra point. That's the surprising aspect of it. I don't see this kid missing extra points. I don't know what happened last week. Yeah, I don't either. And you know what? This this also, Loudonville came within six of Hillsdale. They came within five of Triway. Loudonville must be better than people think. Well, their coach has uh, been quoted in the paper saying that they've been right there, just a play or two away from getting some wins that they were not expected to get. So, yeah. so they must be. Goodwin in the backfield, along with Elliott, with Trey Williams after that timeout. Second down, 10. Williams, handoff goes to Elliott right up the middle, inside the 40, and he'll take it down near the 35-yard line, giving him a five-yard gain on the play. He's got four carries tonight for 35 yards. And it's third down, five yards to go. Clock running, three minutes left to go before half. Williams now pulling the Smithville trick where he runs over to the side to his father Tom and gets the play and then runs back out onto the field. Third down, a long five yards to go. Ball at the window, 35. Williams, snap, throws out into the flat, and it is complete. Looks like the Wolf. I can't tell the number. He's brought down by Logan Stanley. And that... That is Stiltner. Stiltner, number 16. I think that was what that number was. 16. Seven-yard completion and another first down. Logan Stanley with the... Tackle. So first and ten for Hillsdale. Handoff on the right-hand side to Goodwin, and Goodwin's going to take it inside the 25 down to the 20-yard line. Another gain of about six yards on the carry. He's got two carries for nine yards tonight. And it's second down five yards to go as we've hit the two-minute mark of the first half. We'll get some scores for you at halftime of tonight's game. Last we knew Smithville and Northwestern were tied at eight apiece. Second down along five. Williams with Goodwin to the left of him. Low snap. Williams is going to keep it around the left-hand side. He's going to be bottled up, cuts inside a blocker, and takes it down near inside the 20 and down near the 15-yard line, and he's close to another first down. That was a good effort by Williams there. That almost looked like a busted play, Dave. He took a low snap. Uh, the back was not there for the handoff. He took it off the left side and got, got a lot of that on his own. He's close to the first down. A matter of fact, uh, he's probably about a half a yard shy. Ball resting just shy of the 15-yard line. Third down and a yard to go. 
short yards. Well, Dave, if they stop him here, you might get to see that field goal. Well, we'll see. Goodwin off to the right. I'd like to try to see him attempt a field goal. Goodwin takes it right up the middle. He's got the first down inside the 10, down near the 6. Gain of 5 on the play for Goodwin. Hillsville offensive line did a great job opening a huge hole up the middle. And the ball. Colton Purdy with the tackle. Under a minute to go. 50 seconds remaining. Ball near the 6-yard line. First and goal for the Falcons. As they are just methodically running the football down the field. Goodwin to the right of Williams. Ball in the far hash mark. Williams hand off to Goodwin. Stutter step inside the 5. Down to the 2. That's a gain of four yards on the carry for Goodwin. In this drive, he's got three carries for 15 yards. All total four carries for 18 yards. 19 seconds left to go. Hillsdale in the hurry up. First, second and goal. Hand off to Goodwin inside the left guard. Takes it into the end zone for the score. Goodwin with the score. And it is 48-6. Hillsdale leads it with 13.2 seconds left to go before halftime. And Josh Vinsack will come in to attempt the extra point. I would doubt very seriously if we see Hillsdale do much passing in the second half. Snap is good. The kick is up and the kick is good. 13.2 seconds left to go in this first half. And it is 49-6. to Hillsdale leads it over the Hillsdale Falcons. Over the Wayndale Golden Bears, excuse me. You know, I look back at the years when, when Hillsdale... Before Tom Williams got here, Hillsdale's program was down. And this is what Waynedale used to do to Hillsdale, what is happening tonight. But since Tom Williams has got here, well, this program has really turned itself around. Oh, it definitely has, Dave. Uh, we used to be, uh, we used to schedule Hillsdale as our homecoming game every year, thinking it was a guaranteed win, and uh, uh, certainly that is not the case anymore. Northwestern is leading Smithville 14-8. to in their ball game tonight. So that one probably the headline game in the Wayne County Athletic League. Indians still on top of Detroit, 4-1. to one. And we'll go over the scores at halftime of this one and probably talk about everything else in the world during the second half. Vinsack's going to squib it. It's going to be taken by one of the upbacks. It's going to be dropped by one of the Waynedale upbacks, that being Tyler Motter. He dropped it, but the Bears are saying they got back on top of it, yet Elliott came up with the football, and they're going to give it to Hillsdale. What else can go wrong tonight? I don't know, with 10 seconds left, Dave, it's going to be interesting whether uh, Hillsdale just takes a knee and goes into the half or whether they chuck it toward the end zone. Honestly, I would be shocked if they just take a victory formation. If they do anything other than the victory formation. Hey, they could always bring Vinsack out and try a long field goal. You know what? Why not? That's what they're going to do. They're just going to line up in a, looks like a victory form. Well, now, wait a minute. They, Williams is going to go under center. They're not in the victory formation, but Williams is just going to take the snap and sit down on it. And that will do it here at halftime. We have finally reached halftime. 
at Hillsdale, and it is not pretty here tonight. Your score at halftime, it is Hillsdale 49 and Waynedale 6. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products, pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. Whether your idea of a perfect home is a charming farmhouse in the countryside or a relaxed, family-centered home in a friendly neighborhood, no one understands discerning buyers better than Weaver Custom Homes. We believe that your home should reflect your personality and lifestyle in every detail. Our team will collaborate with you to bring your vision to life and tell your unique story. We invite you to tour our award-winning design center in historic downtown Worcester and get inspired to build a truly custom home. For more information, go to WeaverCustomHomes.com. You're listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Waynedale Golden Bears football. It's time for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. The Apple Creek Bank. Visit AppleCreekBank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. Well, it is 49 to 6. Yes, you heard that right. 49 to 6 here at halftime. Hillsdale leading Waynedale. And let's tune in now here in the first half and listen to some of the Waynedale Golden Bear marching band here this evening. Our song is really great, having spoken of, and trying to wrap things up as we put the pedal to the metal. Can you handle it? Clip on your helmets for Fighting Thank you. 
That's the Waynedale Marching Band here at halftime of tonight's ball game. The Bears have 62 yards of total offense, and they are down here at halftime by a score of 49-6. to We're going to preview the Ohio State-Oklahoma game and some other things here on the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Report. We'll do that when we return after this timeout. When choosing a bank, wouldn't you prefer a local institution with years of commitment to the area it serves? Since 1904, the Apple Creek Banking Company has been that kind of bank. We believe in our neighbors, our towns, and our way of life. For over 100 years, we've provided products and services specifically tailored for your needs. That's why we've stayed independent, serving the area with six locations. At the Apple Creek Banking Company, we provide quick responses with your business, home, or land financing needs. Service with integrity. Today, that's what matters. We've been here and will be here when you need us. So when you're ready for your first home, a new home or car, or just want the hometown feel, we have new website-compatible apps on all devices coming soon. Bank local. Bank better. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Welcome back to Community Stadium in Jeromesville, Ohio. I'm Dave Mitchell. We're at halftime of tonight's game between the Hillsdale Falcons and the Wayndale Golden Bears. Tomorrow evening, the Ohio State Buckeyes travel west for a non-conference matchup with the Oklahoma Sooners in Norman. This game's going to have a major impact on which team gets into the Final Four at the end of the season. The Bucks are 2-0, and winning easily over Tulsa last week and Bowling Green the opening weekend, while the Sooners, under Youngstown native Bob Stoops, are 1-1, one and one, losing their opener to Houston. Fox Sports' Joel Klatt, Bruce Feldman, and Matt Leinert preview the game Saturday night. This game is one of two between college football's most historic programs. Both teams have combined for 12 AP national titles, 79 conference titles, each team with over 860 total wins. That's absurd. Ohio State has produced seven Heisman Trophy winners to Oklahoma's five, and both teams have won over 20 bowl games. Urban Meyer and Bob Stoops. Know what's at stake with this prime time matchup. The best thing about 2-0, a chance to go 3-0. It's going to be real difficult, obviously, a very good team. Big week with Ohio State here coming to town. Excellent football team. There's no way to simulate going on the road in the offseason. I would have done it. You definitely have to concentrate on what really matters, and that's the work you do on the field and the film room and ignore the rest of it. That's one of those sick feelings on the sidelines. Use language I can't use right here, like son of a... Everybody likes to see these kind of matchups, even that aren't Oklahoma and Ohio State fans. The size of the defensive line, you're not going to run. You know, you have to be really, really on your target to run the football on them. They're big, gigantic guys inside, a very similar Alabama defensive line. Starts with their quarterback. The balance of being able to run and throw. Their quickness on the outside. Defensively, same thing, strength up front. Quick in the secondary. Had enough for you? Well, we have to be balanced. You have no chance in this game to think you're going to go just pound the ball. That's what 50-year-old men do all day. They sit and come in early and drink a lot of coffee and stare at grease boards. Joel Klatt along with Bruce Feldman and Matt Leinert. Ohio State, Oklahoma. Let's get into the game. Okay, Ohio State, number three in the country. Oklahoma with that early loss to Houston. And then they face off now uh, in Oklahoma. I will say just real quick, 
This is the highest ranked team to visit Norman since 2008. Remember when Texas Tech was undefeated late in the season? They had beat Tex Texas. They came in with Michael Trab Crabtree and got smoked. I was at mm -hmm. that game. 65-21, something along it those was lines. Pretty close to that, yeah. It wasn't uh, even that close. Sam Bradford and company would go on to win the Big 12 title. They won the tiebreaker. But this is the highest ranked team to visit Norman since then. By the way, Urban Meyer is 18 and 0 on the road at Ohio State. Every game he's ever played in a true road environment, he's won. I want to start there because that is insane. That blows my mind that he's had that level of consistency on the road. And I'll, I know that there's been some weak opponents in that 18, but 18 I guys. think seven of those in the last two years, if you consider like neutral site games or playoff games, were against ranked teams. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could throw Alabama in there. Well, these are only true road games. Well, you, I, the stat I had seen was in the last two years, he is 7-0 and against teams away from Columbus. So mm -hmm. that includes, you know, w crushing Wisconsin in the Big Ten title game. That includes... You know, because the loss in there was against an unranked Virginia Tech team, yeah. and I forgot. And well, Michigan and was State was at home. And, and I think a key for this game too is is the the youth and the inexperience from Ohio State. Everyone's talking about they look good two and zero, but they haven't been on the road. They haven't been tested yeah. like that. So it's going to be interesting to see how those young guys fare in a hostile environment. That's one of the keys to the game for me is how this young defense fares against that Oklahoma offense. Well, in particular, when you've got veteran quarterbacks. Right. Both of these guys have been in the thick of Heisman Trophy races. Remember, before JT Barrett went down two years ago, he was right there. He came in fifth. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think he came in yeah. fifth. Last year, Mayfield was fourth, mm -hmm. uh, I believe. Tyler Tabor uh, asks us on Facebook, who's better, Baker <laughs> or JT? Listen, that's going to be a common question. Yeah. Very different styles of, of game. Matt, I'll, I'll go to you first. I, I, it's, that's a hard one to answer. I, I like them both. I think they're very unique. I, I, I love JT Barrett's leadership qualities. He's calm. He's poised. I love his ability, uh, you know, just to make plays in, in situations, uh, in difficult situations. And Baker Mayfield, I, JT Barrett is more cerebral to me in, in a way where I just think, or excuse me, yeah, JT Barrett. And Baker Mayfield is more Johnny Manziel-esque. Yeah. He's more Brett Favre-esque. He's more... It's almost like he wants to be outside of the structure of the offense. Yeah, he just... Like he I thrives think, on I, it. I think that's what, makes, that's what he thrives on. He thrives on just just improvising, running around and making There's a play. gunslinger quality yeah. to him that is very... I mean, he's the guy... Now, both these guys have chips on their shoulder. I mean, JT Barrett is a Texas kid who wanted to go to Texas. They didn't want him. And Baker had... Hardly anybody offered him. But that's what makes him special is, I mean, this kid was a walk-on, and we know how, I mean, we know how walk-ons are on, on football teams, <laughs> Joel. Who plays them. better Saturday? I think Baker does. I think Baker has actually a better surrounding cast. I mean, he has more proven commodities than that. Really? Really? I mean, you look at the two running backs behind him. They played in a bunch of big games. We're still finding out about that. I mean, Curtis Samuel's yeah. dynamic, and, they, and obviously Mike Weber people so like. Mike Weber is the new running back at Ohio State. Curtis Samuel is a guy that's leading them in, in receiving, and he's yeah. their second leading rusher. He's kind of in that H-back kind of a, a hybrid mode. I think that Ohio State has better pass catchers, which in a game like this, Matt, you and I both mm -hmm. know, when you get into those games and when you're really evenly matched, what ends up being the biggest down, third down. Right. And what do you need on third down? Receivers. Yeah. You've got to have guys that can win in space. You've got to have guys that can create their own right. space. 
and I, in the Houston game, I just felt like Oklahoma didn't have those guys. Like they were missing Sterling Shepard. Mm-hmm. Like it was glaring that Shepard wasn't on the field. Yeah, Mark Mark Andrews is a guy who's you know scoring a lot of touchdowns. Special talent. It's he, just the consistency. He, he, he that, and then D.D. Westbrook is more of a possession receiver. They don't have in my opinion, that number one guy where Baker Mayfield can just lean on. When you have a yeah. guy and you know you have you know you know have Sterling Shepard on the outside, I'm going to run around, I know you have that chemistry and you build it. I haven't seen that. And I think, I think this is a tougher challenge for Baker Mayfield in a sense where although Ohio State's defense really hasn't been tested, um, they are ball hawks. Yep. They, you know, they lead the country in interceptions, turnover margin. They're fast, they're athletic, they're well coached. And I just think because of that Houston tape and because of what Oklahoma put out there against, against Houston's offense and those receivers, um, you know, JT Barrett's going to be loving this film, be like, man, you know, these guys are, are going to be running wild. So I, I just, I think Baker Mayfield has a stiffer challenge even being at home sure. in this football game. I, I genuinely believe if Lincoln Riley just runs the football, they can beat almost anybody in the country. But he cannot help himself at times, and he leans on throwing the football because it's too enticing. That's how he cut his teeth. Remember, he was an assistant, Bruce, I think, for seven years at Texas yeah, Tech. Yeah, I mean, even Beach. more than that because he was a student assistant. Yeah. And, you know, so that part of that, you know, I think that's definitely an issue. I think the, where that helps him is this, the defense is so shaky, you know, when you see it. You know, I'm talking to people who are close to Oklahoma. That's their concern is they wonder, what does Mike Stoops have as yeah. answers, especially when it comes to, to – Mobile quarterbacks, right. and that's what JT is. They were embarrassed by Houston and Ed Oliver and some of those guys, a non-Power 5 conference school. I, I want to see how they respond yeah. against Ohio State. Ohio State has not given up uh, an offensive touchdown. Their defense has not. The only touchdown that was scored against them was actually a pick six. Yep. And, by the way, that defense has scored three touchdowns right. themselves. So uh, it's, it's going to be an amazing, amazing matchup. Kickoff tomorrow night is at 7.30. The game will be on Fox. And in case you missed it on Monday night, and you probably did on the Westwood Network, Kevin Harlan, who's the play-by-play man with Boomer Esaias and running the color, was doing the San Francisco Rams game on Monday night. It was the late-night game. And in that one, you heard a very interesting thing happen when a fan got on the field. Third and four, looks into the nickel of San Francisco in the secondary. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs to the 50. He runs to the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, they got him. Here comes They're coming the blue from the coat. Left. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. Oh. That was the most exciting thing to happen tonight. I tell you what, that was a great call on your part. (laughs) Kevin Harlan with the play-by-play of that, and it was excellent. I just wanted you to have a chance to hear that because most of you probably did not. We're at halftime. I'm Dave Mitchell. Tim Ebert and I will be back with the second-half action, the stat story, and the kickoff for the second half when we return on the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Report right after this timeout. For over 100 years, the Apple Creek Banking Company has proudly served the community we live in. From helping to sponsor events like Waynedale Athletics to working hard to give you a quick response on your home, business, or land financing needs. If you have not experienced working with us, we invite you to make a change to a bank that cares and appreciates your business. Coming soon, a new website compatible on all devices. 
Bank local. Bank better. The Apple Creek Banking Company, member FDIC. Back here at Hillsdale High School, and boy, when I put together that halftime show, Tim, and put together that Kevin Harlan play-by-play call of the San Francisco L.A. game on Monday night, I never thought that we'd get here on Friday night. We, we need a drunk to get on the field, just to have a little excitement in this one so far. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, that, that was quite the uh, play-by-play by that, those, that that guy. He was doing a pretty good job. That was great. I mean, when I first heard that, uh, it, and I heard him do it, it, it was hilarious. You know, there's a full moon just off to the left of us, and boy, is that the case tonight. Boy, it's a full moon here tonight for the Bears, down 49-6 to here at halftime. This has just been unbelievable. Well, Dave, you know, we got a young team. Um, it's all about character now. It's, you know, you have a whole second half. It's about who's going to come out and uh, play, regardless of what the score is. And uh, we talked about it uh, a couple weeks ago when we were down at Ridgewood. Um, you know, the younger kids are going to be looking to the older kids as to, you know, are they going to pack up shop and give up, or are they going to stand up and, and play? And even if it's uh, not keeping them out of the end zone, it's it's going hard every play. It's hitting hard, you know, uh, and you're blocking and you're tackling. And, uh, you know, eyes are going to be on you. You know, they're going to be looking in the huddle as to who, who's still hanging in there and who's not. And the thing about it, though, Tim, is that, you know, you've got the entire second half. Things have just not been right. I mean, there's the one good play, Logan Stanley with the 49-yard touchdown run. But the snap from centers have not been correct. There's been a lot of problems on the outside receivers being jump, uh, jumping offside, backfield moving in motion. Just nothing has seemed to go right tonight for the Bears. No, it's been a long first half, Dave. Uh, you know, so at this point you sit down and you... Uh, make some small goals and you try to see some progression as we uh, try to finish out the second half. And we are going to take a look at the scores from around the area. We'll do that right after this timeout. When choosing a bank, wouldn't you prefer a local institution with years of commitment to the area it serves? Since 1904, the Apple Creek Banking Company has been that kind of bank. We believe in our neighbors, our towns, and our way of life. For over 100 years, we've provided products and services specifically tailored for your needs. That's why we've stayed independent, serving the area with six locations. At the Apple Creek Banking Company, we provide quick responses with your business, home, or land financing needs. Service with integrity. Today, that's what matters. We've been here and will be here when you need us. So when you're ready for your first home, a new home or car, or just want the hometown feel, We have new website-compatible apps on all devices coming soon. Bank local. Bank better. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Here's a look at the scores from around the area. First of all, in the Wayne County Athletic League, Northwestern is beating Smithville 14-8 at halftime. These are all halftime scores. It's Dalton 42 over Rittman 7. Norway beating Chippewa 14-7. The Bears will host Chippewa next Friday night. Outside the league, Worcester is shutting out Madison 24-0. It's Tuslaw over Orville 21-14. Ashland beating West Holmes 21-7. And it is Manchester 42, Triway nothing. That's the way it looks around the Wayne County Athletic League. That's the way it looks here. 49 to 6. While we got an opportunity, 
want to wish the new Strasburg girls basketball coach, Patrick Mitchell, a happy birthday. Yep, I'm going to wish my son a happy birthday. we got time to kill, so I might as well wish him happy birthday. I won't tell anybody that he's 29. But we'll we'll just go forward with that. Well, I clearly won't say anything about his age either, Dave. <laughs> but happy birthday, Patrick! So happy birthday to him, and uh, congratulations I'll on be the, 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 the surprising part is I can't believe he's older than me. That that's hard to believe. I can't believe he's older than me. Uh, but everybody knows that that's a lie. Anyway, forty-nine to six, Waynedale on top of it. We're going to be back with the second half. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert, and the second half is next with the running clock on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to the Apple Creek Bank halftime show, brought to you by the Apple Creek Bank. Visit AppleCreekBank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. We'll go back to the field for the second half of this Waynedale Golden Bears football game after this on UltimateSportsTalk.com. In the moment you need a funeral home, choose one that can exceed your expectations. That's the Spidel Funeral Home. Every day the Spidel Funeral Home proves what matters most, family. They've been family-owned and operated for over 125 years. And when you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting with your choices. And trust your family with their care, the Spidel Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Since 1990, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been a part of the community, supporting the area, town, and the Waynedale Golden Bears. Just like the Bears, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru brings a history of success, performance, tradition, and hard work. No need to get out of your car, just cruise in. At the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, you can get cold beverages, snacks, pizza, everything you need. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Stop by after the game. Well, this may seem like a facetious question, Tim, but I'm going to have to ask you this anyway. Just what do the Bears have to do here in the second half? Well, taking score aside, Dave, uh, they need to put uh, some things together where they can just gain some confidence uh, at, at, at playing football. Uh, you mentioned it, you know, right from the start, you know, we're having problems getting the plays in. We're getting having problems with false starting. We're having problems with the snap from the center. Uh, you know, if nothing else, we got to clean a lot of that up. Well, yeah, you've got to clean it up before next week. I mean, you, you you look at this, and you know, pretty soon you've got to start asking questions. Why are the same things happening over and over and over again? And it, I don't, you know, it, it has a lot to do with the youth of this football team, Tim. But you know what? You're a teacher. What do you do when a when a kid? is doing the same thing over and over and over again, and you keep trying to correct it, and it doesn't seem to be correctable with them. Well, as a teacher, you're, you're, uh, you're taught that you have to try something different. You have to try something different with the child. Um, the interesting thing is is that also in the classroom, you can't substitute a player out. Uh, you know, the, the kid is in my class, so it's my job to find a way to uh, teach them that they can respond to. Um, obviously, Coach Zerker is in a little different situation where if he's got some players that are not uh, responding, uh, you know, he can sub them out. Whereas in the classroom, I can't do that. That's true. And, you know, but then what he's doing is 
you've got somebody who's a sophomore, you're replacing them with a freshman. And, you know, here's the opportunity, to be honest with you, Tim, for these freshmen to come up and actually make a name for themselves. Well, and Dave, you know, we, we've talked about how youthful we are. You know, this is an opportunity for those freshmen to experience uh, a Friday night football game. And, you know, to be honest, most programs, um, the freshmen don't get an opportunity to do that. So um, if nothing else, uh, yeah, we might be able to get some of our really, really, really young guys some experience on a Friday night. You know, one thing about it, though, this, this is an excellent facility to do a football game from. I mean, we, we've run into a lot of facilities, maybe maybe not you, Tim, but over the years I've run into a lot of facilities. This is one of the nicer ones to do a facility from this Hillsdale press box. It's a, just an excellent, even an excellent facility to watch a football game from, especially since they don't have the guy with the bell anymore. And I've, I've been worried about that for two weeks. <laughs> so Waynedale will kick it off to open up the second half of play. Ford kicks it off deep, and it'll be taken in by Wolf. And Wolf takes it in at about his own three. He's going to run it up the near side, across the 10 to the 15, and he'll be knocked down and out of bounds at the 16-yard line. And that's where Hillsdale will take it over, first and 10, at their own 16-yard line. As we start the second half, Dave, we do have the running clock going, as uh, the, the clock did not stop uh, at the end of the kickoff. Uh, so we'll have the running clock uh, for the remainder of the second half. And forgive us, we've got sponsors that we need to get our spots in. So if we miss a couple of plays to get our spots in, please forgive us. But thank the sponsors for making this possible. Trey Williams, the quarterback, starting out. He, on the jet, hands it off to Elliott. And Elliott runs into Ben Farrar. And Farrar knocks him down. Outside the 20 to the 22-yard line. So a gain of about seven on the play by Elliott. We did not go over the stats purposely at halftime because we wanted to just eliminate any thoughts about just looking at the stats and knowing how bad they are in the first half. Handoff goes on the inside to Klein. Klein takes it across the 25 out to the 30, and he's got a first down after a gain of six. He's got 23 yards on the ground tonight. We're going to talk just about everything here in the second half. J.R. Smith is in negotiations with the Cavaliers again to come back. So, surprised it's taken him this long to sign. Balls to 30, first and 10 for Hillsdale. And now a flag comes in from the side judge, an illegal procedure called against Hillsdale. If that's one thing that they haven't done well tonight, they've had penalties. That's their fourth of the night for 35 yards, but that's the only thing that Hillsdale has not done correctly. Well, interesting, last week, Dave, they also committed 10 penalties against Loudonville. Well, they've cleaned it up from there. I will say that. This is a darn good football team. I mean, let's not take anything away from the Falcons. They are a darn good football team. Williams, he's going to throw it out into the flat. He throws it right at the feet of Andrew Wolf incomplete. 
Wolf in that first half was 13, or excuse me, Williams in the first half was 13 of 20 for 203 yards passing. So he's 13 for 21 now. And it's second down and 15 yards to go. Ball at the 25-yard line. And like we said, the clock continues to run. 8.40 remaining in the third quarter. Wolf goes out wide to the left. Becker wide right. Rogers slot right. Handoff goes to Elliott on the jet around right hand side across the 30 to the 32, maybe the 33 yard line. Gain of eight on the carry for Elliott. He's got six carries now for 50 yards tonight. And it will bring up third down and seven yards to go. Well, after last week going and sitting in the Loge down at Ohio State in Columbus, I'm going down to Cincinnati tomorrow and see a Reds game. I suppose you'll be in a Loge down there as no, well. No, I don't get the Loge, but I am just a few rows back of first base. Yeah. Should be an interesting day. Third and eight. Ball at the 32-yard line. Williams drops back. He's going to be hit behind the line and dropped on the play. First sack of the night. Cole Geyser reached in, got his big paw around the shoulder pads of Williams and brought him down for a four-yard loss. First sack of the night by the Bears. And, Dave, that's what we're talking about. you got to hang your hat on uh, small plays here and there. Uh, good sack by Geyser there, uh, taking Williams down in the backfield. Fourth down, 12 yards to go. So Richter will come in and punt the football away. Colton Purdy back set to re- receive it at about his own 30. Richter. Good end-over-end kick that's going to take a Hillsdale bounce inside the 30 down to the 26-yard line. So that's a 48-yard punt unofficially for Richter. So, Dave, I, I just got to ask you this. If, since you're going to Cincinnati tomorrow, are you going to be uh, partaking in, in any of that Cincinnati chili, Skyline chili no, you know, down I'm there? I'm told, oh, I always do when I go down there, first of all. But secondly, I'm also told that uh, to watch the Ohio State game, we should go to the Montgomery Inn. I guess they've got some great barbecue down there. I've never wanted to turn down good barbecue. Uh, me neither. But that, that's what I hear, that, that that's the best place to go down there. And it's near Great American Ballpark. First and ten for the Bears. Ball at the 25-yard line. Flag down on the play. Handoff up the middle to Logan Stanley. He jumps forward for maybe a yard, but I think... The Bears had someone in motion in the backfield. And again, it has to do with the snap from center coming in low. Or slow, I should say. Not low, but slow. Well, Dave, I can uh, say that uh, the Bears probably will be going back to some real basic fundamentals this upcoming week. Um, We've really had a lot of trouble uh, getting plays initiated tonight. So the ball back to the 20-yard line. It's first and 15. Zimmerly comes out wide to the left. Wide right is Purdy. Moving in motion is Stanley out of the backfield. Fake handoff to Varner. Now Reaver's going to throw it out into the flat, complete to Logan Stanley. He struggles forward after he catches the pass to the 25-yard line. So a gain of five on the completion. First catch of the season for Logan Stanley. And it is second down, 10 yards to go. Clock continues to run. Five and a half minutes left to go. We're going to sneak in a break here at the next possible moment. Zimmerly comes out wide to the left. 
slot left is Rodriguez, the freshman, 5'7", 148-pounder. Reber with the snap, throws it out to the left flat. It is over the head of Zimmerly and incomplete. We'll take a timeout, 5.08 to go in the third quarter. You score. It is... Hillsdale 49, Waynedale 6. Fun in the pool may be ending for the season, but it will return. And when that time arrives, contact the experts in water hauling, Reber Milk Transport. Yes, they do milk, but they also supply the water for your swimming pool. Don't fill your pool from a slow garden hose. That takes time and it's expensive. Reber's will fill your pool fast and have you ready for the new season in hours, not days. And Reber Milk Transport will be prompt in their delivery. Call 330-466-5738 for your water needs next season. Keep cool with Reber Milk Transport in Apple Creek. Well, on third and ten, Reber rolls out to the left after getting the snap from center. He cuts it up across the 30, out to the 35-yard line. He is close to the first down. Let's see where they mark him after stepping out of bounds. They're going to mark him shy of the 35, and they're going to say, where is he? Boy, they're putting him all the way back to the 31, so a gain of five yards on the carry. And it will be fourth down. I believe we had holding on the play, Dave. Now, now they're going to call holding. So, All right, I didn't see that flag drop back there. So they'll accept the penalty, obviously. That will mark the Bears back 10 yards, back inside the 20 to the 9. And it is third down and 15 yards to go again. Purdy out to the far side. Zimmerly to the near side here. Rodriguez slot left. Stanley off to the left-hand side of Reber. Dropping back is Reber. He's going to throw a screen out to the left side to Stanley across the 35 to the 40. He is near the 35, near the 40-yard line. Let's see where they've got him marked down at. At about the 36-yard line. He's close to the first down after a 15-yard reception. Proof that uh, referees are uh, creatures of habit, Dave. Uh, even with the running clock, they're still giving the signal to stop the clock. <laughs> so the ball just across the 35 at the 36. They gave the Bears the first down. Unofficially, believe it or not, that is just the second first down of the night for Wayndale. First and ten. Ball at the 36-yard line. In Waynedale territory. Reber, handoff, goes to Stanley, off left tackle. He's going to struggle forward out to the 37-yard line. A gain of two on the play for Logan Stanley. He's got six carries, 53 yards. 235 left to go. We'll be right back. Since 1970, Ivan Weaver Construction has worked to build long-term relationships with their clients. Ivan Weaver Construction goes above and beyond to learn your company in order to construct a building best suited to your needs. As a general contractor, they provide commercial construction, retail, religious, medical, hospitality, and residential. Customer satisfaction is always their greatest desire. Contact the company that brings honesty and integrity to the table. Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg, 695-3461. Reber gets the snap from center. Looks out to the right, complete to Purdy. Purdy takes it across the 40 to the 45. He's near a first down at the 46-yard line. So Reber has hit his last three passes in a row. And Purdy, they're going to give him the first down. So it's first and 10 Bears at the 46 with a minute 39 left to go in the third quarter. Again, we're under the running clock, 49-6, to Hillsdale. Reber, fake handoff, rolls out to the right, complete to Ben Farrar at midfield where he is pushed out of bounds on the play by Elliott. 
So a gain of five yards on the completion. Farrar with his first catch of the night. And it is second down and a six yards to go. Ball just shy of midfield. Mark it at the 39. Or the 49, excuse me. A minute left to go in this third quarter. Reber moves Stanley over to the right. Ball in the far hash mark. Play action. Reber's going to run it around the right-hand side. He's across midfield and down to the Hillsdale 47-yard line after a gain of four on the carry. Now the Bears have got a little momentum. They've got something going here. Certainly Hillsdale is running players in and out. Yeah, this is usually about the time, Dave, that we end up uh, having a penalty or a sack or something like that. We string two, three uh, plays together, get some positive momentum, and then there's always something that tends to rise up and uh, knock us back. Reber with the wing formation, handoff to Stanley right up the middle behind Kyle Ice, and he fumbled the football, ball loose at, in Hillsdale territory at the 45-yard line. Players are pointing in each direction. And let's see if they're going to say it will be Hillsdale ball with 4.4 seconds to go. So Hillsdale will take it over first and 10 at their 45, and that'll do it for the end of the third quarter of play and your score. It's Hillsdale 49. Waynedale 6. Harvest Market is a full-service grocery store in the corner of Apple Creek with the finest fresh local meats, ground beef and sausage prepared on site, and steaks cut to order in the old-fashioned butcher shop. Stop in and pick up hot meals ready to go. Harvest Market is known for their barbecue chicken and smoked ribs. There's a full-service deli, locally made baked goods, fresh produce, hand-dipped ice cream, and a huge selection of chips, snacks, and beverages. Let Harvest Market prepare your meal or party trays for you. Open Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 7, and Sundays 10 to six. Come taste the difference. Casa de Sassi is a family-owned business built on timeless principles of honesty, integrity, and quality. Like timeless values, their products are manufactured to resemble the classic old-world Italian style. Providing a quality product that meets your needs is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi. Earning your trust is vitally important, which is why they always operate in an ethical manner with the highest value for integrity. Call Casa de Sansi today, 330-830-9760. Troyer Roofing is your fully certified, factory-trained, residential and commercial roofing expert. But they offer more than just roofing. Troyer's now features the Roll-On Rock System. This puts a finish on your concrete floor with an incredible gloss that has multicolored flakes and is hot tire resistant. It won't stain, darken, or peel. It's the best-looking clear top coat available and is three times stronger than ordinary epoxy. For a free quote on your floor, roof, or anything in between, call Troyer Roofing and Construction, 330-857-7865, or see their website, troyerroof.com. Dave Mitchell, Tim Ebert back at Hillsdale High School. 49-6 Hillsdale. We're under a running clock. Hillsdale with the football first and 10 from their own 45-yard line after recovering the fumble. Looks, and like, looks like we got wholesale substitutions for Hillsdale now, Dave. New quarterback, a lot of other new kids coming in. We'll try to catch up with those. As we go along, that was Garrett Smith who ran the football, a sophomore, 5'6", 145 pounds. Can you catch the number of that quarterback? Can't see that's All right, new quarterback into the ball game is Tyler McFadden. McFadden hands it off to Smith. 
and Smith takes it down inside Wayndale territory, inside the 30 and down to the 27-yard line. 11.05 left to go in the ball game. And there's no sense in even keeping any more stats. I mean, this has just become one of those games where you might even just throw the entire game film away. McFadden is the quarterback. McFadden fake handoff. Now he's going to run it around the right-hand side. Breaks a couple of tackles inside the 25 and down to the 23-yard line. McFadden's number 83. He's a sophomore, 6'2", 155 pounds. He's listed as a wide receiver and a DB, but he's playing QB tonight. So the question is, Dave, though, you know, when, when do the Bears start to put their some of their younger guys in, or do you keep your 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 starters in and risk injury uh, coming into next week? Well, that's the dilemma, though, because the Bears are playing a lot of their youngsters. McFadden's going to hand it off to Smith around left tackle inside the 20 to the 15. He's going to dive down to the 10-yard line. He's got another first down. But, boy, he's a hard runner. Smith, a sophomore, 5'6", 145 pounds, and there's going to be a hold called against Hillsdale. 9.45 left to go and running in this ballgame. It's now Hillsdale 49, Waynedale 6. Deb's Den is your spot for fresh homemade food daily. Experience custom handcrafted sandwiches to your satisfaction. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. It's hometown dining at its best. Deb's Den offers quick, easy service from the relaxing, comfortable atmosphere to their carryout service. They work hard to make your meals as delicious as possible. Breakfast hours are Saturday from 8 to 11 a.m. and Sundays 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Thursday 11 to 8, Friday and Saturday 11 to 9, and Sunday 12 to 3. Closed on Monday, Dubs Den, next to the Bear on Main Street in Apple Creek. Handoff on the right-hand side for Hillsdale to Peyton Young. Peyton Young breaks it out to the near side, to the 20. Stiff arms of Wayndale defender, inside the 10 to the 5, touchdown. Boy, that kid just took the football and ran it in. He's another sophomore, 5'9", 160 pounds. Nice run by Peyton Young. And it is 55 to 6, Hillsdale. 32 yard touchdown run for Peyton Young. Tell you what, Hillsdale's come in and on that drive had three sophomores that looked extremely good. Vinsack will attempt the extra point. Bold is down, the kick is up, and he drilled it right back into the parking lot. It is good. 8.49 left to go in the ballgame. Your score, Hillsdale 55, Waynedale 6. Yoder Builders in Orville, your one-stop shop for full-service construction services. Residential or remodeling construction, masonry work, finished basements, and decks. Anything you need to improve your way of life. Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job. From the ground up to a new house and everything else. Call Yoder Builders in Oroville, 330-684-1050. A member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Well, not much you can say about this one. 849 left to go in the ballgame. It's 56-6. to Hillsdale on top of it by 50 in the ballgame. So checking in, Vinsack is going to kick the football away. And Purdy and Zimmerly are back set to return for the Bears. 
And now it will not be Vinsack. It is Smith who's kicking it off. He gets a high under end over end kick that Rodriguez let it go right through his hands and McCreary for Waynedale will jump on top of it. And that's where the Bears will start with it. First and ten at their own twenty-five with eight thirty-one left to go in the ball game. We'll be right back. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of a hundred percent American made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice, 1-800-589-4905, or visit us online at MillerCustomExteriors.com. Derek Reber still a quarterback for the Bears, with Logan Stanley right behind him. Reber's going to run the option around the left-hand side across the 25, out to the 30, to the 35. He's gained 11 and a first down on the play. Reber with 11 carries tonight for 19 yards, and he's got a first down. That's the first rushing first down here in the second half by the Bears. Manchester leads Triway 56 to nothing at the end of three. Reber slaps his hands, gets the snap from center, rolls out to the right. He's going to run the football around the right side, across the 45, out to midfield, across midfield. Check that, across the 45, excuse me. And he's down at the 46. That's another 11-yard pickup for Derek Reber and another first down for the Bears. First and 10, 6.57 left to go, 56-6. to Hillsdale on top of this one. Bears will now send Chase Murphy, the sophomore, out wide right, getting his first appearance in here tonight. Reber rolls to his left, throws up the field to Ben Farrar, complete at the 44-yard line of Hillsdale, and he's close to a first down, and I believe he's got it. That's his second catch of the night. Good ball by Reber, excellent catch by Farrar. Bears having some success against Hillsdale's second unit. Murphy comes out wide to the right. Rodriguez wide left. Reber gets the snap. Drops straight back. Looks down the middle. He's going to throw it up the field, and it is over the head of Rodriguez. Check that. That's pretty, excuse me, an incomplete. And Reber got hit after he threw the football. 5.58 left to go in this ball game. It will be third down. Well, they did not give the Bears the first down. They Less than a yard for a first down. Murphy comes out wide to the right. Zimmerly slot right. Pretty wide left. Handoff goes up the middle to Rodriguez. And Rodriguez didn't get to the 45-yard line where he needed to get for the first down. Maybe lost about a half a yard. And it will bring up fourth down. Fourth and about a yard to go for the Bears. They need to get it inside that 45. And the Bears taking their time. Five minutes to go in the ballgame. Clock running. It is 56-6. to six. A lot of confusion by the Bears offensively. Murphy comes all the way from the right to the left-hand side. 
Now everybody gets set. Reber, handoff up the middle to Rodriguez. He is hit and dropped behind the line, and the Bears are held on fourth at a yard. There's a timeout on the field. 4.45 to go in the ball game. It is Hillsdale 56, Waynedale 6. Great food and a southern atmosphere. That's at the Fire and Ice Pub, just outside of Fredericksburg. Your taste buds will water when you walk in for their southern pride smoked and boneless wings. But that's not all that's smoked. Try the Fire and Ice Pulled Pork, Beef Brisket, or the Smoked Meat Trio, Pork Brisket and Wings. Go for the Fire and Ice Specialties, the Cowboy and Cowgirl Sunday, Hog Trout, or the Brunswick Stew Bread Bowl. All this and live bands, too, at the Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Are you ready to remodel your kitchen or bathroom, but you're worried about lengthy and inconvenient renovations? Then you need Clayzac Kitchen and Bath. Hi, this is Shorty Miller, owner of Clayzac Kitchen and Bath, a family-owned business that has served the area for 20 years. We provide a top-notch renovation from floor to ceiling in a time frame you won't believe and customize everything to your style and taste. Visit us at Clayzac.com. That's C-L-A-Z-A-K.com to learn how to get the kitchen or bath of your dreams. While you're away, Smith ran it right up the middle for 20 yards and a first down. Hillsdale has the football at the Waynedale 34-yard line. Now Smith again inside the line across the 30 down to the 28-yard line for a gain of six. And it'll bring up second down and four with the clock remaining to run. 3.35 left to go in the ballgame. McFadden running the show here for most of the second half for the Falcons as they will go to 4-0 on the year. Vinsack comes out wide to the left. Bullhouse backfield. Handoff up the middle goes to Young, and Young is going to be stopped right at the line of scrimmage, and it will bring up third down and four, with 3.07 left to go in the ballgame. Again, wholesale substitutions for the Falcons. Well, the JV game will be held tomorrow, and it will be mostly everybody that's played here in the second half will be playing again tomorrow morning. Might be a little tired. So the ball resting at the 29-yard line, third down and six. Handoff goes to Smith. Smith around end. He's going to take it down inside the 25, down to the 21-yard line, and he's got a first down after a gain of nine on the carry with two and a half minutes to go. First and ten for the Falcons. They lead it 56-6. to The Spidel Funeral Home has been serving the community for over 125 years, providing compassionate and professional services for families when they need it the most. From the first call, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. During trying times, families pull together. Turn to someone that understands family. The Spidel Funeral Home, a name you can trust with service that is endearing. In two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Andrew Miller takes the handoff from McFadden around the right-hand side, and he takes it inside the 20 down to the 15, gain of six, second down four. We're under two minutes of running left to go in the ballgame. Again, wholesale substitutions for Tom Williams and the Falcons. I think Ben Rogers wanted to sneak into the ball game down there. You can't miss that 6-6 frame, number 9, here on the near side. And now Hillsdale taking plenty of time on second down. Call it a short five to go. Now rushing into the ball game is Jacob Frost, number 73. 
on the offensive line. That's who they were waiting on. And the handoff goes around the left-hand side. That's Craig. That is Andrew Miller, and Andrew Miller is going to take it into the end zone for the touchdown. He goes in from 15 yards out, and it is 62-6, Hillsdale. Tell you what, Chris Schenberger's up here, the varsity boys basketball coach. I think he's going to kill for 62 points next year in the varsity season. If he can average 60 points a game, they're going to take those points off the board, though. They're going to call a holding against Hillsdale. So there's a timeout. Half, 59 seconds left to go. It is 56-6. to six. It stays that way. Hillsdale on top of Waynedale. Whether your idea of a perfect home is a charming farmhouse in the countryside or a relaxed family-centered home in a friendly neighborhood, no one understands discerning buyers better than Weaver Custom Homes. We believe that your home should reflect your personality and lifestyle in every detail. Our team will collaborate with you and bring your vision to life to tell your unique story. We invite you to tour our award-winning design center in historic downtown Worcester and get inspired to build a truly custom home. For more information, go to WeaverCustomHomes.com. Well, Miller takes it around the left-hand side after the holding penalty on second down and 20, and that's going to do it. He takes it in for about a 10-yard gain down to the 20-yard line. Clock continues to run. Seven seconds to go. That's going to do it here from Hillsdale. And your final score here tonight, the Falcons 56 and the Waynedale Golden Bears 6. Hillsdale now 4-0 and on the season. They are 1-0 in Wayne County Athletic League play. The Bears are 0-4 on the year, and they are 0-1 in Wayne County Athletic League play. Your final score once again, Hillsdale 56, Waynedale 6. Tim and I will be back with the postgame show next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Wayndale Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game has been brought to you by Miller Custom Exteriors, Troyer Signs, Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton, Depths Den of Apple Creek, Weaver Custom Homes, Reber Milk Transport of Apple Creek, Clayzak Kitchen and Bath, Troyer Roofing, The Spidel Funeral Home with two locations, Mount Eaton and in Brewster. Yoder Builders of Orville, The Harvest Market in Apple Creek. The Fire and Ice Pub just outside of Fredericksburg. Ivan Weaver Construction. Murphy's Promotions. The Apple Creek Drive-Thru. Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek. And the Shout Brothers Farms. The star of the game show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com.